that's the way I see the world. And that's why I want to make my films very wide and I want to make it look dark because it's a dramedy. You know, I, I don't mind it. You know, I don't mind. I don't believe in genre like Ryan does. Yeah. Like I, yeah. Sorry. Pure why dude. am I talking to fucking Ryan? You're a dick. Yeah, I am. Sorry, Ryan. Uh, no, I don't believe in genre. You think he's still watching it hour six? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a few hours. I, I don't you, have that in me. I can't do that long. <laughs> no, you Meanwhile, it's nine o'clock. I know, right? No, dude, the, the, that would be I'm like. I'm just hoping a, Burger King's open so we can get fries on the way yeah, back. Fucking five hour meeting. You know, Applebee's, Applebee's uh, the other way. Fuck Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> they do make a mean martini. All right, let me. Bang, bang, shrimp. All right. Uh, so we are um, we are back, and I think we we're rolling on everything. Uh, but, 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 all right. So, yeah, I think I think we're going. Um, yeah. So it is take sixteen C. We are on part three of Mike McGowan's episode, or is it take one with Thomas Prophet? Yes, I think it is. It's take. <laughs> I will not title A, it that. B, and C for consistency I'm very, purposes. Uh, just for the record, if anybody ever watches this, we've already lost forty nine people's down. You know, you can see on the Google Analytics when people are watching when they tuned out. One That's going to be fun. No, no, one watch. day, one day, people are going to treasure this i'm leaving it behind this is legacy for me this is legacy. this is, this is going to be somewhere out this, in the, is, this in is a hell of a legacy but i'll tell you 49 viewers is down to about six right now and god bless you six god bless you. but what's been really rewarding <laughs> for me is that we got to hear him speak and his passion and i'm pointing to him yeah his name's thomas um prophet two f's two t's very cool name i always like that but I've enjoyed this, okay. right? Because when I came, when I was driving here, I was thinking I'm turning this on him, and you've done it a little bit. I, I, I watch all your things, but you 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 throw it. But you've been doing mostly straight interviews and questions and letting them roll. And I've been trying to My let friend you roll. Says the otherwise. Really? No, I think I've been <laughs> She's letting like, you yeah, roll. No, you you you. Uh, well, no, no, she didn't really? say the otherwise. I said that when I was talking to her. I was okay. like, I was like, I'm talking too much, and she's like, No, you're not. You're fine. <laughs> like I, I'm always like thinking that. No, this is I just let you run and I like that. That's what I kind of wanted because I from yeah. a film perspective, I'm a newbie. You're you're more of a pro than I am. Right. Um, I just come at it from a different angle. That's all. And I do want to help young filmmakers. Mm -hmm. Right. So for the people out there, we're going to do this comedy short thing. Mm -hmm. Send it in. Make some money. Have fun. There you go. All right. Mm -hmm. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. And I'm ready mm -hmm. with my extras here, too. What are you most excited about in the future? God, I, I I go kind of day by day. Um, I, the, the future right now, um, I guess it depends. Do you want me to go to a specific topic like Anything movie making or whatever? Movie making's bad right now. I, I have to explore some of these indie movies and foreign films because it's been, well, I guess COVID didn't help. See, I'm telling you, Criterion Channel, man. Okay. The, it, watching the, I, I, there's a, excuse me, there's a reason why, like the reason why I started watching it is because like Scorsese, there's a life to his movies. I'm like, where does he get that from? How does he put that in? And he, I, I, I think for me, I get the life that's going in my movies partly from watching so many works of cinema from yep. from from there. And it it's it changed me as a filmmaker. You know what I was making before I started watching those movies? I was making this really stupid short film. I was gonna I was writing at the time, and it was basically about these dudes who are trying to get this woman's number in the library and they start breaking into a gunfight and with silencers and shit <laughs> so stupid right? the stupidest fucking thing yeah. in the world i'll, I'll be the first to say it now you're in world war mode now i'm now yeah. i'm now i try to make films that are about drama and personal relationships and things and things that are more like relatable and and that before then all i i realized that was mostly inspired by bullshit i saw on youtube yeah 
But when you, you know, garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. Watch a lot of like movies yeah. from 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 all over the place. Great works, and that's the reason why it's probably called Criterion is there's a criterion for it to be on there. Yeah. Or to be made into that. I, I think it's rare. Very so mastered. What I like about so Scorsese, I love um, because his his films are artistic and they tell a great story. Like he de- he gets both out of me. Mm-hmm. Usually, if it's too artistic, I'm like, I was just too artsy. And sometimes it's like, um, but there's uh, a lot of that. Good Goodfellas is of, my all time yeah. favorite movie. I don't know if it's a, in your top, but Goodfellas, unbelievable movie. Um, Pulp Fiction is probably number two. Mm. Number three, I don't even know who the director is, but I just love it. Usual suspects. Oh, um, just, I just, I guess twists and uniqueness. Yeah. So Goodfellas scene where they're going through the kitchen and Henny Youngman or whoever it is is playing. And it's a two minute one shot steady cam scene. Blew my mind. Blew have, my have mind. you seen Magnolia? Not Steel Magnolias, but, but Ma- I have. Magnolia. I have. Dude, yes. That's great. Artistic. It lost me a little bit, but yeah. it, great. Similar things. And then uh, Pulp Fiction, just the way he moved around time was just really fucking cool. Fuck yeah. There was nothing like that. Nothing like that. Yeah. And then Usual Suspects. You talk about a character, Kaiser Soze, and a twist at the end. Forget about it. It's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Didn't see it coming. Anyway, my point to that was, I don't know. I just wanted to say what my favorite three movies were, I think. That was actually uh, a question I had. So. Okay. You, what, you, but we were Two birds with one stone. What was your question? Um, because <laughs> I think I was good ready question. To I think I was ready to answer. <laughs> what it, are so. you most excited about in the future? Oh yeah, and then you shit on movies. No, I think yeah, I did, is, I did because I'm which, not happy. It will right lead now. me to my next question. It's been a lot of Marvel stuff. It's been a lot of big bank stuff, and I really Hollywood just drives me nuts. These yeah. they're so arrogant and egotistical, and I just get really turned off. So I'm running out of actors that I don't dislike. Mm-hmm. They're all so political and so condescending, and yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of, oh my God, Bette Midler's lost her freaking mind. She's a, she's just, she wants people to die. She's insane. Anyway, Jeez. so, but from a, and, and I'm, I'm thinking the world is bleak, but that's where I'm going to save it. The hero complex. I don't like where things are going and there needs to be a change back to like common man and love thy neighbor and like listen to people and have conversation as opposed to just where it's going. It's, it's going south fast. So future, uh, I'm not as hopeful as I want to be. I'm trying to make it better. It's weird, but uh, I can feel it in the air and I can, I've can i lost friends and it's just sad. So trying to turn that tide one person at a time, but trying to scale it. Anyway. All right. What do you got next? Go, go, go. Let's see. Um, what is your, well, we kind of just touched on that. Uh, how do you feel about the state of filmmaking today and how could it be better? It sucks. Sucks. But you're but you're watching, you're but that, watching films I'm not watching probably. Yeah. Like, so I do, I do want to watch there, Tenet. But a lot of them are I films. I knew Tenet was going to be good. That like were from the past. Yeah. From well, I, I saw Invisible Man. I thought that was actually pretty good. I was expecting not much out of Wait, it. Wait, the newer so, one? Yeah. I was actually surprised by that. Um, I haven't seen that. I thought I, it was going to be garbage. It. It's actually pretty good. But uh, no, I haven't been to the theater in a long time. I don't even watch it. Um, I, I've actually been seeking out more lighthearted, mm-hmm. which is why I'm probably not seeing a whole lot of good movies. Like, so like I want to watch uh, The Free Guy, Ryan Reynolds, right? <laughs> yeah. My, I heard it's I great. Was, I was seeing I heard it's I was, great. That was pretty fun. You see it? Yeah. My son said I would love it. You know, little video game action. I've been playing you, video games more than watching yeah. movies lately. And by the way, video games are cinematic like they've never been. Holy hell. I watched, uh, I played Uncharted 4. I just mm-hmm. got a PlayStation 5 because um, my son got it and we play online. That's how we stay in touch when he's in Orlando, right? Was the Switch and now it's the PS5. Uh, that, that game is unbelievable with the visuals. Like mm-hmm. I can't believe, I feel like I'm in a movie. Like it's really, it's whew, 
pretty impressive. But anyway, mm -hmm. but no, like what movie in the last two years? Um, isn't that awful? I don't um, like if we looked at the box office, it's garbage. Uh, and it might even when, extend when, when, two when did, years. Um, when did uh, Once Upon a Time come out? Uh, uh, like four, five years ago at least. No, what really? Oh yeah, had to be. No, no, I think it was Once Upon a Time, 2018. Wait, Once Upon a Time in America. Once Upon Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh yeah, in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, a long time ago. Twenty nine. IMDb that shit. Twenty eighteen. You know I'm gonna IMDb because I'm on it and you're not. <laughs> but I'm gonna get you on there. Yeah, I'll get on. My there. buddy D Wade's on there. It's on there. Um. Oh, by the way, D, D Wade asked me to. I gave him a version of the same thing with different credits that he wrote. I think you sh we, you should let me color grade it. I'm happy to do it before all day long. Oh yeah, no, no. See, so like this is what this is what you can you can that. you make me skinnier in it so I could actually I don't know about get a that. date if I wanted to. Damn it! So wait, not that. That's what you posted. I Some did it in black and white. No, it's it's ungraded. Meaning oh. it's, you didn't adjust the color, the contrast or saturation. Okay. Okay. This is just a basic LUT. That I, okay. A LUT is a lookup table. Yeah. I just, whatever he gave me on the file, I just used it. A, a LUT is, is basically a lookup table and it, it's ungraded, meaning it gives you more to play with in post. Okay. And the thing that bothers me the most, and this happened recently uh, for a film I DP'd, like when people put things out, DOP'd. Director of photography. I I I shot for Director somebody. Director of I, pornography. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it just people are. It's lazy when people put it out ungraded. Okay. You know, it just yeah. looks like garbage. It's yeah. not supposed to look yeah. like that. It's just so that you can have the most to play with in post. But I like when it's like at least somewhat graded. Like I'm gonna actually modify this to make it look even okay. better. So post. I'd love you to do that, um, but I wouldn't want you to spend a lot of time on it. I'm not. Okay. Good. I'm really fat. Here's the thing. Like I said with the pots analogy, my process of color grading is I turn the contrast to a certain amount, I turn the saturation up to a certain amount, I then change the, you know, I change the color balance. And if the color temperature is changing throughout, which it probably would because we went to different yep, rooms, yep. I might change that. Like I might have it so that it would change like uh, at this point and this point, it'll take me 20 minutes probably. I just, I just thought of something for this. So I don't know why I don't know why Ryan doesn't color grade things. It takes well, me twenty minutes I, to do I, that. I said send or white me, people. I said send me everything because I want to do it right anyway. But um, yeah, or, he, he he didn't release the walk because he didn't like the color grading. He told me. I told him send it to me. I might yeah. who knows. I I might be yeah. wrong, but I might yeah. be able to fix it. Yeah. Or I might be yeah. able to do something. It would have been it. funny if it was your color grading and I just ripped you. <laughs> no. But I didn't rip you. No, I'm waiting. I'm still waiting. He won't even send it to me to I, watch. I it. shot a, a friend of mine's film and he's really he released the trailer without any color grading. I'm like, what? The, Dude, what yeah, yeah. I'm like, that makes me look bad as a as a yeah. as a director of as photography a, as a DP. Yes, as a DP. TP giving DP. TP. TP. TP the DP. <laughs> but it, it, it makes me look bad. My work look bad because yeah, you're I part of it. Yeah. I hate when I I hate when I see people's you know the stills of their film look better than the actual yeah. film yes. because yes yeah. But that's that I the way I I I graded still I put stills graded stills out of that film my favorite stills they all look great but the thing is that's how they're going to look when I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. I can do that in the moving image. Right. Like there's nothing I'm doing there. That's, that's, that's limited strictly to a stills image. It's, 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 that's how I can color grade it.
What would it take? So if you were to color grade sixes and sevens, which is not done yet. Um, I don't think I should. Because no. I don't think I'm a, I'm that the level that Ryan is that looking for for that. Okay, but I, gotcha. I'd like to I'd like to color grade the walk, okay, and give it a All shot. Right, well, let's do that. Let's do that. I'm gonna. I, like I asked him. I told I'll him. Send it to me. All right, well, I'm gonna enforce it. <laughs> None. He owes me. Yeah, hell yeah. a lot. I'm. I want to try it. Bitch, and if Ryan. he doesn't like it, bitch. he doesn't have to use it. I'll, yeah. I'll do it's some a scenes. No risk. Let, but yeah. But you could then get attached to something that got released because it's just gonna sit there. Anyway. All right. So, where were we? What were we? Color grading. Yes. Hired. Um, where were we on our question? What was it? Um, this is the, the yeah, most we, incoherent podcast. Well, this of all is time. just what happens when we've done it for a while. It's just yeah. I mean, that's why I usually stick to two, it like is two to three hours. Hour six. Yeah. Or yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. Um, but what? So I asked what you're the most excited. How have you? How do you feel? Uh, you we were talking thought? about films. You didn't give me one in the last couple of years. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. Um, it's sad. It's sad. You went. Oh, you went once upon a time America, and I forgot to look it up. Yeah. Uh. Give me some tenant. The thing is, it's not, I don't think it's, it's probably not a good call. Like it's probably not, you know, it doesn't really mean much because I don't, I don't watch a lot of, I don't watch a lot of new films to be honest. Okay. Um, I would, if they were good, would you not? I'm terrible as a filmmaker. I don't go out to see movies as much, you know, uh, it's just, plus with, I mean, well, even before COVID, you know? I'm just looking at the talk box office right now. Spider-Man, Sing 2. I mean, are you kidding me with this? Matrix? I watched it. You know what? One, I watched the thing it. that, uh, like the hero complex we talked about. Yep. Why is my... Uh, I, gotta fi- I didn't realize it. I had to fix that. No, I'll fix it. I heard Licorice Pizza. I heard that one. Yeah, today. I heard about that one. Um, I, I want to... You know, like when it comes to my hero complex, if there, if I if I have one, it's it would be to help change the state of filmmaking. And here's how you do it. And it's similar to what you're doing right now. Um, when when I get really successful with my films, I'll have known enough about how to make films with very very low amount of money. And I'll have gotten good at it for doing that. And that's my my plan. Uh, that's why I do everything. Uh, so that I know how to do everything for cheap, as cheap as possible. Then what I'll do is I'll have I'll build up equipment and and, and resources to pay and, and supply filmmakers like where I am now or before now with a vision on with, with the resources to go and do that. But also I would probably even go a step further of hiring full time writer directors who have a vision and the ambition and the passion so that they can get out of their day job and focus 100% of their time and energy, which is still not that much, mm-hmm. um, just making films. Yeah. Start off by making five short films as well as you can within your means as cheap as possible, and then we'll get into feature films. Now, I, the company that I, that does this would take a ch- you know chunk of the money because right. we're funding your lifestyle yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, but you would still get a you know a sizable bonus out of it, yeah. um, and you would also get to live your dream as a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And if and if and if that's not something that would, you would totally jump at the the, the occasion for, you're not right yeah, for it. That's right. Yeah. And so there will be people who will jump towards this. I would back yeah. back a while ago. But the thing is, you're gonna have somebody who is employing you, who will give you as much guidance as you want or need, and will tell you the truth. 
but it'll still probably let you most let cases you yeah. will let you go yeah. your route yeah. because I'd rather see a bunch of different films for, by people who go their route. I don't care if I agree with it or disagree with it politically. I don't care if I disagree with or, or agree with it uh, artistically. If I got if I brought you on the payroll, it's because and, yeah. and, and I got you that job. It's because I want to see where that fucking yeah, goes. I, right. want, I yeah. want to drop that. Uh, you're the marble I'm throwing into this thing. I want to see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to fuck with See, it. That's fun. That is fun. That's no. exciting yeah. to me. And you know what? If I can do that and make it so that it's, you know, it's, it, it, you know, it's affordable. Like, like, like we can make a lot of, like, you know, hire a lot of people and keep it under a certain amount. And it's so scalable. And also we can create a network, like a, a hierarchy where they're, you know, they're accountable to each other, but you know, in, yeah. I, I'd have to figure that out later, but, or just a network of people who are accountable to each other then, and, and they can feed their creativity, inspiration off each other and learn from each other. You can create an army of film writer, director, filmmakers who are like Christopher Nolan or Quentin Tarantino yeah. and Chances are you'll probably, you know, we if we if you get to a hundred of these people, ten of them, five or ten of them will be the yeah, next big yeah, thing. Yeah. And you made it happen. Yes. Yeah, and and yeah. and that that and not to capitalize on it, but to I mean it, you would capitalize so that you can grow and expand and get more filmmakers and but you'd be expanding, you'd be creating an army of filmmakers. Yeah, you're unleashing who, creative people out to the universe. Because that's that's the thing that's I'm holding people back yeah. is they don't have I agree. Like with, I'm yeah. grateful that I have the ability yeah. to spend full time working on this. Yep, yep. And if I didn't, I couldn't do it. No. I, I feel bad. There's a lot out there that's never gonna get made because they don't have that opportunity that you have. So we me and Ryan talked about um ethereal picture company but i wanted to have a conglomerate that had you know ryan's angle he does this and mm -hmm. another person's commercial and have a, a production company um and it was similar in nature to what you're describing not as far reaching as you've thought about with the hundreds of filmmakers but like a thousands. place where they could come eventually in thousands and and we all share equipment we all share ideas we've got editors and writers and, and everybody benefits mm -hmm. from it and has yeah. this common goal so might the, be something you there. have to yeah. in order to save cinema you have to invest in auteurs i i know that it, the auteur theory that one person it's not true one person isn't respond isn't the author of everything but you need one fucker who has the vision and and won't let up yeah to yeah. and then has this sees an idea mm -hmm. so here's, here's the thing ideas are so they're so sensitive they're so fragile the inspiration i I don't fully know. I didn't fully know what my World War II film would become mm -hmm. till now, but but I'm still I'm I'm seeing where it's going. Mm -hmm. It is far better than I thought than I thought back then. Nice. And it's it just so many. The, the thing is, but the only reason it is is because I didn't I didn't get my spark stamped out by someone. I but I also had the like I I had I had I had met people who who were ahead of me and also, you know, helped me get further. They furthered my knowledge and, and my, you know, the way I go about it. It's, it's, you know, so I had mentorship, but I also had freedom to go about it. And so, and if I didn't have that freedom, that idea, that's this World War II film yeah. is it would not be yeah. where it is or where it's going and, and, or in any of the projects I'm planning to do that are on par with that. Um, so, well, maybe, so the to great lengths thing, what I'm doing with Johnny, yeah. right. Um, that could be expanded, right? So you and I both feel like there's probably some real good artist people out there 
that have had mm-hmm. these ideas or these concepts that will never do anything with because they have a day job. Yeah. No, they, they have a day job. They, they work as a bartender and they're working 60 hours a week and they're exhausted. But they've got a few things. It would be great to put out maybe this podcast, whether it's the uh, the comedy festival idea or this. Hey, send us your ideas. Yeah. Because I love where you went. So I've done this multiple times where I've helped people get away from a day job for several months so they could focus on something that I believed in. Right. That they had a great idea. All right, I need you to focus on that. So I'm I'm willing to fund you paying your bills until you see this through. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that concept, but I would love to see what kind of artists come out of nowhere, right? That say, oh, I had this idea. Like I think about um, two people in mind. This guy named Deli, another uh, I'm Jason, that just have ideas galore, but they're not going to do anything with it. They're not going to do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And who knows what that'll be, right? But I think there's something there because there's a spark of passion that they have that they're never, they don't have the opportunity you do. Um, so anyway, all right, go next. Go all day uh, on the stupid tangent. Did I ask how do you feel you've evolved as a person or in no, what you do? you have not. Um, I've evolved, how I've evolved to as further than I ever thought. Um, I think my problem is I'm, I'm less tolerant of people that are lazy um, people that don't think for themselves, like I've, I've learned enough about me of what I don't like to be around and not associate with. I just can't be, um, like people that just don't think for themselves drives me nuts. Judgmental mm-hmm. people drive me nuts. Mm-hmm. Lazy people drive me nuts, you know? Um, so I know what I like and I don't like, and it's made me have a very small friend <laughs> group, very small, Yeah, which is kind of disappointing, but like I'm much happier. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like I've, I've weeded people out that just were either a bad use of my energy or whatever. So I've evolved to that point. I don't know if it's good or bad. I think I'm happier than ever before. I know I'm happier than ever before, but um, it feels weird to not have very many true friends. Um, so evolved, I, I, I think I'm a, I'm a better listener than I've ever been, highly empathetic. Um, and I just, I just, I don't know why I, I don't. I'm good. Like I've lived a full life already. I'm good. So now it's like helping other deserving people get to that state is kind of what I want to do. I think that's evolving. I mean, it shows like, uh, I don't, I don't really care much about my own happiness as I do others. Um, for what it's worth. Is that evolving? I don't know. I've opened my mind up to everything. I don't, I don't mock any ideas. I like to listen out. I also then research like the meditation thing. Like, Mm -hmm. why did I, did I really float above my body? Like, what was that? So I Googled, yeah. like, and the first thing I found was I saw images of people floating several feet above. I'm like, it it, it freaked me out because I, I saw that. You, yeah. And then I haven't experienced that. I saw stars. So I was. I'm not sure if I want to. I was out in space because I, I didn't know what I saw. I just kept saying I saw pink and purple dots. They looked like dipping dots, like pastel colors there. And then I was on, you know, I have these Instagram pages like you do about the universe. And I, and I saw like the Milky Way and it was the exact picture huh. of where I was. So like that was such a surreal experience. Whoa. But um, yeah, so there's. um. See, it's universal. Like it, it, it's universal images or some universal yes, that other people have that other people have seen. There's also this Blew is my a, mind. this is what I learned about mythology. This is what I love about mythology is mythology is basically and, and a quick summary of mythology. Like for a lot of people don't know this. It's mythology is basically a a narrative of thousands of stories that accumulate together and are written by hundreds of thousands, like like dozens generations you know 
of people who tell the story and tell it wrong or tell it differently and then it over time it becomes something more meaningful yeah. and and like uh you know a, a hero a mythological hero is basically a thousand heroes gotcha and basically the story of jesus christ is a thousand mythological heroes so so you have a thousand heroes or like a thousand people stories mm -hmm. become a thousand like yep. one mythological yep. hero jesus is like the one the, the one of the, the the pinnacle version uh, or the sun character and there that's it's not just jesus there's a ton of like in in buddhism there's a version of of the jesus or right. the story the same the same story is being yeah. told but different perspectives it's like all religion is basically um it's basically a bunch of blind men you know feeling up an elephant and trying to describe what they're they're feeling and some people you know they're they're feeling the tusks it's very hard i feel the it's, balls you know yeah and then somebody feels somebody's by they're the, giant, the, by the, the sphincter and and they're 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 like it smells like I wish, shit and i wish so, i wish i said sphincter i i, I sphincter. chose sphincter instead of balls <laughs> but yeah that's or like uvula what, that's the thing they're all feeling up the same yeah, thing yeah, and yeah, so yeah. uh i mean that i know what you're saying yeah no to see images of what i experienced was insane that's why i never went back that actually scared me it really did and the sharp yeah. pain i just it was too much anyway all right keep going keep going what is it about an idea or project that makes you want to do the the hard work of making it? Oh, it's the passion of the person I'm working with. Like, yeah. um, passion. I mean, that's the word, right? So, um, well, first, we all have to, it has to, so everybody has a different opinion of humor, like what's funny. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm always blown away. Um, I don't know if you ever watch Seinfeld or The Office or Parks and Rec, any of those? Oh, I love those shows. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't get people that don't think they're funny. I don't get them. Yeah, but everybody has a well, different appearance, like slapstick. People some people are saying like, like, like they, they think like, oh, it's a cliche that everybody likes it. Yeah, but it's still funny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Parks and Rec, uh, the office characters are phenomenal. Like, I just don't get people that don't get that funny. So I think I have to have in common with whoever I'm working with the that it's fun. Like we're mm -hmm. in sync. Um, and then just the passion for it. I I. I get excited. I have energy and I feed off other people's energy. So I think that's what every project, not just film, but everything I've done was related to my passion and somebody else's it bought in. Sometimes I can't find somebody else's and it stalls. Sometimes I need other people's passion to keep me going. Um, I've noticed that this is where I'm talking about like all these projects I have. I want somebody to just tell me. So uh, failure. Right now I'm at the biggest block I've ever had. Like you, you had writer's block or a block of some sort. I have a block. I'm kind of petrified of what i should do next because i love all my ideas and they can't all be great mm -hmm. they can't all be great i want i need somebody to tell me this is why i'm going to have uh, mary come in she's going to listen to me give her a 30 to minute pitch on each one of these and then she's going to hear all it out and then she's going to play back to me what you heard this is like life coaching you play back what you heard well you know what your your tone went you got really excited when you were talking about this one, mm -hmm. silly walks or whatever it is, right? So I think you should do that because that's your passion. If you get that done, it's going to do X, Y, and Z for you. Like I need somebody to listen to me and then tell me what to do because right now I'm in paralysis, paralysis by analysis mode. Here, so I went. I actually meant to recommend this earlier. Um, so I one of my, my my so a friend of mine, he wrote a an animated script it's about bees a bee that dances okay. okay it is one of the most clever things and and i 
and it's winning awards right now. It's fantastic. You might even want to hear like get involved somehow. I can I can link you up with him. I think yeah. you guys would hit it off. Um, he's he was he was the Who he was not hit it off sergeant in the Who he was the sergeant in the noncommittal cop sketch. Okay, Kevin McCauley okay. behind the desk. He, he's he's actually a okay. he's a state trooper. He's a, in the SWAT teams. Oh, nice. He does like his own stunts and he's like a like like action stuff like yeah. like, like he like he does acting acting. You you guys and he's a motivational you, speaker. I liked what you put at the end of it. Thank you for the blue. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so be, you would yeah, you would I'm love in. send it. I mean, to me. no, but what, what is it though right now? So is it a script? Is it? It's a, a, it's a script. Short? But he actually released a, a children's book that's a shortened version of it. Okay. And and it's, I mean, the thing is, I read this thing, you know, not expecting like I'm expecting any amateur writer. I'm like, all right, I, I'm I'm gonna have to yep. be very honest yeah. with him. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm reading it. I'm like, okay, wow, he's already here and it's actually good so far. I'm like, he's gonna screw something up. I'm like, <laughs> I'm kept like, waiting for the shit yep. to drop. He, he didn't screw that up. Are you kidding? What? This is like, and it's it's going places where I'm not expecting, but awesome. it feels good. Like, like it just good. feels great. Like nice. you, you feel it that and and but you don't, you know it, and and so I'm reading this. I'm like, and I get to the end and I'm like, all right, yeah, it was, you know, there was a bit of like uh you know it, it, it was a children's movie it's for children mm-hmm. i if i was taking a my child or my nieces to go see that i would i would have enjoyed my night mm-hmm. as if you know i i it was I, or i would have wanted to see it as an adult yeah it's it, i'm like this is going to be a pixar movie someday yeah. that's like toy story like and, it was and good he's, for everybody. He's, he's shopping it around right now in, nice. in california trying to get it made and and he wants to get it made big and i'm like I, I asked him, dude, please tell me you've been writing for like 10 to 15. Tell, tell me you've been writing for 15 years longer than me. <laughs> and he's like, and that you've been writing this script for three years. And I asked him that. And he, and it also has like murder hornets, all yeah. this, all this stuff that's so current right now with bees. I'm right. like, it's so clever. And, I'm, and, 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 they're, and then they're, they're living like this 50 style town where nobody's like allowed to dance or anything yeah. or have fun. And, and, and this, but this one guy just wants to Foot dance. <laughs> it's, it's so good, but <laughs> And the message is so powerful and, and, and I love it and and I, I'm all for it. And and the thing is, I asked him that and he's like, no, I've been writing for less than two years and it took me a month to write this. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah, no, see, this is why I was saying like the 17 hours thing, like I, yes. I keep getting these lightning bolt things and don't have to do all the work. Yes. Right. And I feel guilty about it. I feel guilty about it. It's I because just... you have so much experience. You have so many, you've lived so much. So there's something to be said about writing, starting, right. It's the best it's it's you're you're better a uh, better better writers start later in life. Mm. So just because you're you feel like you're starting late in life with writing, especially, you're actually better off because you've lived things, you've experienced things. And I, I have I'm at the disadvantage of I'm living things through the through the lens of a filmmaker and a writer. So I always look for things, structures that aren't there. But people can look for can see structures naturally and organically because they already lived a life and they know how to be a normal person. I don't know how to be a normal fucking person. I've always <laughs> been making movies, and so I have to look to stories yeah. of real people. Yeah. I um, but this, you know, he, I, I asked him that, and he said, "Oh, well, this book, The Nutshell Technique by Jill Chamberlain," and I'm going to recommend this to you. I recommend it to everybody now because I, since I started using it, I I used it to structure the non-committal cop sketch. Okay. It's it's loosely structured based on it. There's some changes, but that's the thing. It's like it doesn't work for everything, but it applies to The Godfather. It applies to Pulp Fiction. It apply, believe it or not, it applies to so many movies. It applies to uh, uh, Groundhog's Day. 
Love um, it. Basically, huge it, Bill Murray. I, guy do you want me to walk you through what it is? Sure. It's basically a it's a very short checklist. Talk about simplicity. It's a very it's a seven points seven check check mark items. You have them. You have a story, and it's a story that is hard to come up with. But if you have the right check marks that you're trying to fulfill, you know how to hit the mark. It's like it's like hitting a fucking target in the dark. But it's like turning a shot a flashlight on and you see it. Mm. I love that. And and that's what like Johnny needs. Uh yeah. like I needed this years ago. I wish somebody fucking showed me this years yeah. ago. That's why I recommend it to everybody now. I'm like, dude, you have any fucking idea how many yeah. films I could have yeah. made at this point? I know. So yeah. many good fucking films. And now, uh, but but I'll, I'll I'll walk you through it and I'll tell you what I'm gonna do with it yeah. to to expand upon it. But it's basically all right, so there your character has they have a catch. Okay. You start with the catch. The catch is the character gets something they don't want. Okay. You think of something. That's the hardest thing to come up with. That's that's the that's the opposition. That's the the Aaron Sorkin's like obstacle. Mm. That's the formidable opposition. That's the 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 the, the conflict, conflict that they're yeah, facing. Yeah. If you can come up with a really good catch, you're golden. Now, along with that, you figure out the the setup one, the thing that they wanted throughout Act One, that they get, and that, but at the same time they get the catch, they get the setup one, or they get the same time they get the setup one, they get the catch, meaning they get something they want, but at the same time simultaneously or at least right after they get something they don't want, which leads to Act Two. Mm -hmm. So you're starting at the point between Act One and Act yep. Two. That's where you that you show. That's why if you're starting a script from the beginning, you're fucked. You start in the middle of like like right at the point from Act One to Act Two, the transition point, because you you figure this part out. The catch, you have a story. You start from there, and then you add a setup one. And the setup one can be anything that the character wants. It doesn't have to be the main thing they want. It just has to be something that they say that they want, or or something that they want that's inherent. But if they, especially, it's great if they say they want it because they get it. And then the irony is they get something they don't want. Right. Bill Murray in in uh, uh, in, the, in Groundhog's Day, there's a line buried in there in the beginning of Act One where he says, "I don't, I, I don't want to spend more than 24 hours in Puxatani," yeah. and he doesn't. Yeah, that's yeah, the catch. That's great. He he's yeah. reliving the yeah. same 24 yeah. hours over and over again. Yeah. And so, so it's smart, right? And then that catch. The next thing is you have to figure out how, that catch has to be the is the perfect test of the flaw and the flaw that can be dependent on what the catch is so you figure out okay this is the what the character gets with it the, that they don't want why is it that they don't want it how does that test their flaw and the flaw can be anything just like the setup one mm. um but think of something good for each thing each thing but you know this the flaw is like okay the character gets um the, the, the catch is they they the, in the, in the non-committal cop thing the character they want to. They want to retire. They 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 th so they throw away the badge. But the catch is they have to get the badge back mm -hmm. to retire. So they have to now go find that, and that become and and then that also leads to meeting the fisherman who steals the badge, and you know challenges his yeah. his his flaw of noncommittalness. <laughs> so he then has to catch this this fisherman pervert. <laughs> Spoiler alert! And and through the course of that, we are setting up. That he's moving towards the opposite of the flaw. So you so you have the flaw. Now the opposite of the flaw, you know, the strength is the opposite of whatever that flaw is. So non-committal is committed. He is a committed cop. Mm -hmm. And so we are we are we are hinting towards that. But when I do comedy sketches, I do something different. Uh I don't go to the strength. I hint that we're going towards the strength. And I'm like, just kidding. Mm -hmm. And that's funny. Nice, nice. 
Uh, so that's something that I do different from there. Plus, uh, for sketches, I start, I just skip all of Act 1. I just start with, they get something they don't want. Start right on the action for sketches. For some reason, that works. But yeah, so you get the catch, which is, and then with something they don't want, the, the setup one, those are the same at the same time. And it's hard to, you know, so you start with the catch and it'll be easier if you start from the catch. Gotcha. And then everything, the, the the setup one and the flaw are dependent and it can be anything, just something in, that, that it seems realistic that you can believe in uh, or that feels, you know, re relatable. And then the opposite is the, of the flaw is the strength. And that's what they're going to move towards. If it's a comedy, if it's a tragedy, they move away from that. They move, they worsen their flaw. Um, but if it's, if so, if it's an Aristotelian comedy, and I'm in Aristotelian terms, if it's a comedy or or a tragedy, if it's in Aristotelian terms, if it's a comedy, it will go. They'll they will their their catch will lead them to their crisis. They'll lead them to their lowest point. You see this in most movies. Most movies are a comedy, um, in Aristotelian terms. And then from there, they go to the climactic action where they choose to do the different thing. They choose to move towards their strength, and then they move towards their strength. And then the final action is the last thing that you add, which is. After the dust has settled, the battle's over. Months or so later, they ma they make they continue to ma they make another decision that continues them towards the path towards moving towards their strength. So the non-committal cop, if I was really following it and make and make uh, you know to make it like a drama, I would have made him the final action. He he you know he does something to help somebody and or you know he is committed. Right. But we find out that he's actually not. He's he avoids <laughs> it's not committal, man. It's not committal, and, and that's so, that, I love that. I, so I, you're but, gonna like this. I'm gonna stand up. For but tragedy is you. They move. They 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 reach the ultimate manifestation of their setup one, and what's it say? Wait, drink and be married. <laughs> no, is that from? No, is that? Who's oh that? my god! Who's wait, that? is that is that I from? For Christmas. Wait, what is? Drink wait. and be Murray. It's uh, Bill Murray on there. Oh my god, that's great. How funny is that, dude? Another surreal thing. <laughs> I'm talking about World War Two. He's got my Bill Murray here. socks on as I'm talking. Drink about and be Murray. Got him for, I got a lot of silly socks for Christmas, and this is my favorite. So I'm a huge Bill Murray guy, and I have all Fun Cop, Funko Pop figures. Mm -hmm. I'm addicted to them. They make me smile. Um, I got Groundhog Day. I got Stripes, Zombieland. I got. I'm watching Stripes soon. It's, it's on it my list. doesn't hold up very good. It's slow. No, it's great though. It builds. It's slow. It's great. John yeah. Candy's great. Um, give me another one. Uh, all his top movies. I have all uh, Ghostbusters. Um, <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> like six of them. So I all, all six and because they're just all. Oh, uh, what about Bob? Another underrated one. That. Underrated one. He's a manic. Wait, did you mention? Uh, has anxiety. Uh, Zombieland. Zombieland. I did. Yeah. Greatest cameo ever. <laughs> He's phenomenal in it. He's unbelievable <laughs> in it. Just gets blown up too. So anyway, um, I just. Uh, ran this by, I was telling you I was doing bar marketing for this place called Liquid Alchemy in uh, Wilmington. And I do Thursdays, I'm doing like music trivia, just just for fun, just doing it. I'm not getting paid. Mm -hmm. um, I do brackets. So I did like a 80s brackets. And it was like Depeche Mode versus the Pet Shop Boys, like March Madness brackets. And I would play a minute of each song and everybody in the room votes. And we come down to the greatest bands of all time. I did a classic rock one and ended up being Queen one. But it was like Queen versus Led Zeppelin. I play a minute of each song. People vote. So I'm having fun. So the new one I just came up with is a Bill Murray night. It's Drink and Be Murray. And I came up with that before the socks were given to me two days ago. Drink and Be Murray. We're going to have all Bill Murray trivia, clips from movies. And we're going to put like his top 16 acting roles and we're going to have people vote to see mm. what was his greatest of all time 
this bracket thing, you know what I'm talking about with March Madness brackets, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. This bracket thing, I started it with cartoon characters at an event, and it was uh, it was 16 Looney Tunes versus 16 Hanna-Barbera. Whittling down ended up being Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Foghorn Leghorn, and Scooby-Doo were the finalists, and Bugs ended up winning. But to watch people you know, hear and, and reminisce about these bands and these things is fun. Mm-hmm. And so the March Madness has been a big hit. So I'm doing that late January. So I got to figure out what Bill Murray clips and I'm going to give away the Funko figures. And it's just going to be a Bill Murray night. And because I'm an IMDb pro, I've got his agency. I'm going to invite him. That'd be great. Just like my other things. Just invite him, see what happens. He's the kind of guy will show up alone. You know what I mean? Like he would just, That'd be so. Cool. I've seen so many Bill Murray stories of what he does like in his regular life. He's just a guy, man. He's just a guy. He's That's great. Anyway. So that would, for that? I want to see that. No, no. I'll, I'll send you as I, uh, as I put it all together. So, yeah, that'd be awesome. um, you were talking about something and it triggered something else I wanted to say, but, um, oh, that, 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 that nutshell technique, oh, I'll, yeah, ra- yeah, I'll yeah. wrap a bow yep, on that. Yep. Um, bow that shit up. That, bitch. that, it's I love simple systems because I feel like they're the ones that that, that work simple, effective s- yep. solutions like Aaron Sorkin's thing that it, now, of course, it's not true of everything, but you can decide that for yourself mm-hmm. for the system. Yep. But you get to you have hard tools to, you know, shape the clay with mm-hmm. and then you don't have to you then you don't have to like or, or you get a flashlight to see in the dark. That's a yep. better analogy. Yep. And the, th- the thing is, great films, and uh, one of my questions I ask everybody is, like, what makes for a great film or script? For me, it's the proper limitations. If you are trying to come up with an idea and you're not creating a limitation to shape the po- shape, shape possibility out of infinity with, nothing's going to happen. You have to give yourself limitations. That's why I feel like micro-budget filmmaking is in a lot of cases better than big yeah. budget filmmaking because yeah. you you have limitations imposed on you. Yeah. And filmmakers aren't usually don't thrive when they have a lot of money to make films. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good problem yeah. to have and it's yeah. a bad problem to have when you have a lot of money. I I mean I like that's why I don't like I where I'm at right now I realize this is this could be the golden years of my filmmaking. There's a good possibility of it. Because I'm making whatever I want to make right now, yeah, and I have all the equipment that I need to make whatever the way I want to make mm-hmm. it, yeah. And and it, I'm sure there's better equipment, but I, I bet I if I start going down the route one day, I might become a lesser filmmaker as the more easier it gets to make films. Yeah, I'm with you. And I'm just gonna limit myself and say I don't care. I'm Smart. just gonna. I mean, I'll 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 make sure I pay people like through the fucking nose, like like to work yeah. for me. And and spend all the blow the all the budget on that, you know, right. and blow it on on being able to have more days to shoot and get better, get a lot of takes, you know, yeah. like like I feel like I'd be going the, the David Fincher route where he does like thirty to sixty takes of a scene or a hundred takes, right. but just from different angles yeah. and whatnot. But I love doing that because you get to explore the full potential of a scene. I think if you have your actors and people bought in that that's who you are and what you do. They're not going to be as exhausted. They're going to know what they're getting yeah. into, right? Yeah, I'm trying to work on doing that now. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, you know, what, uh, it's just, it's just doing that, doing one whole four to six minute thing, yeah. like in a day, yeah. like a twelve hour day. That's exhausting. Yeah. Um, like it was exhausting doing six hour, six or eight hours the other day when we were filming, like on two to three cameras, and it was just, yeah, like we, 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 we just kept going and going and going and and. 
for an actor though that is the best training <laughs> that is the best teaching like it's better than acting class i think i i like that you are aware of how lucky you are right now yeah that's really cool like a lot of people go through life and they don't realize how good they have it when they have it and that's a unique quality you have I, i'm i'm super appreciative of that you have that perspective yeah it's awesome i know it and i'm I mean, happy for you no, i'm like you. yeah it's great all right go so um when oh this i definitely need to ask this uh, um uh -oh. you've started producing films what things do you look for in the projects of the people behind it <sighs> and that can be two parts that can i'm be, not i don't think yeah. i'm there yet right in that i've just been throwing my hat in the ring to learn mm -hmm. like i want i was i was seeking to do so, so it started with producing um i was i guess i could call her she, i was her producer she's a burlesque dancer mm -hmm. and i met her at some conference and she said she always wanted to do this i go i know people in that industry i love burlesque i think it's an art form it goes back to the 20s it's like the art of the tease it tells a story it's great right mm -hmm. most of them are ballerinas like i'm not talking about like a stripper that's just twirl on a pole burlesque is an art to me and she wanted to get into it and I got, I got super excited about it. It was, wow. So I'm like her manager, producer. I got her gigs. I got her in a troupe. Mm -hmm. That started my energy of, okay, this just made somebody's dream come true. I got the email that said, I could have never done this without you. You pushing me mm -hmm. and I owe this to you. I'll never forget. Like that is the most rewarding email you ever get. Yeah. Right. So I'm seeking out more ways to get that. That came to Ryan, right? Um, and he's very appreciative. Uh, I say what we want about our boy, but he's very thankful. Um, and, you know, said, I couldn't do this without you. You know, you don't have those bro talks very often because as men, we're not supposed to be vulnerable mm -hmm. with our, I'm a vulnerable share. I share everything. But he, I know he's that. not. I know he's not, right? So it's, it's tough for him to be as thankful as he has, but he has been. That's rewarding. So it's really just, I've thrown my hat in the ring. He was passionate about it. That fueled my passion, right? That's what it's been to date. Now that I've got a couple under my belt, I know more what to look for, right? So yeah. well, right what, now, yeah, well, yeah, sorry. I, I, well, I want to look, I want to work with good people around me, right? Yeah. Uh, good, positive energy, good people. I want to maybe do a project that makes a difference, right? I'm trying to create some of those on my own, but I don't believe I'm the end all be all. So I started looking for uh, this avenue that came up to that comedy festival idea that, yeah, I would like to see other people's stuff. I, I like to hear other people that are passionate, but how do I find them? Right. My friend I mentioned, I'm going to, I'm going to introduce you and her to each other. She also knows people, uh -huh. great filmmakers. Uh -huh. So, and I, I, I know a few that I would, that I would plan to invest in as soon as I fucking succeed and I can invest. I mean, I, I can like, and, and you know, introduce you to yeah. all of them. Um, and I, and I also like the idea of, um, so I think with, and Ryan, you can look at their films, their work and decide yeah. and, and meet them and yeah. judge by their character. Who, I like who, the idea of reading a, reading a script, seeing a treatment, hearing a pitch and going all in. Right. What, so Ryan does that treatment thing. Yeah, he does. I 37 pages for a two minute short, you know, type of thing. Yeah. I, so when it comes to, I used to do like, I did this thing I called a chi map. For my my you know i've did this for my world my no not my, no my uh my film feeding the fire and what it basically was is it was writing it was kind of like the writing process writing and revising and revising mm. and revising until it was perfect but instead of writing a script i was rereading what i'd written scene per scene and i reread the scene and then wrote about it, anything yeah. i could think of yeah. 
And then I did that. And then I, and then a, a day later, kept several days, I kept re reading and re revising that my thoughts on that scene, everything I could do, think of filmically, basically a treatment, but my version. And it basically, you know, I just come up, came up with any philosophies or things I could use to apply to direct this scene. And then I did that for every scene of the film. And then once I did all the scenes, I went from memory and, or reread the whole thing and then, and did it for the full movie. And what that resulted in was um, where we, uh, the film, one of the things that I apply, I learned from that is I shot the entire film where the character was facing frame right when he was moving forward, i.e. towards his goal, in the right direction of facing his fears, feeding the fire, the feeding the fire so that he could go through his fears and finally confront this, you know, like to tell this woman his feelings. And every time he was chickening out or moving the opposite, the, the wrong way, he looked frame left. Mm -hmm. We shot it entirely that way. Okay. And it's one of those things like Ryan looks at the details that don't matter. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, so that's what that's. I'm sorry, Ryan. Which, no, why do I keep talking? No, dude, no, I'm so no, sorry, dude. No, we love him because he's detailed. Yeah. It's no, look, he, he's, he's he's getting it done. But, you know, um, Ryan, I got to take a moment. <laughs> you changed my fucking world. So anytime I'm talking shit about you. He said this a bunch of times. I've heard you say this. Yeah. 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 You introduced me to film.org that fucking changed my world and introduced me to the world of filmmaking that I am in now. All the people I know now are because of you. So I appreciate the fuck out of you. I'm going to still talk shit about you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm award winning because of you. So thank yeah. you for that. I, yeah. I always knew we I was an award winner. The fuck out of you, dude. <laughs> Cheers. Well, no, but his treatment, though. So when I first came but, on. But it, 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 I realize I'm going to probably stop doing that is because it leads me down rabbit holes that the audience doesn't care about. Yeah. Now my process is very streamlined. I I nap on things. Mm -hmm. My I have way better ideas during my naps about how to shoot and how to direct something and I I nap a lot. Okay. Like for for my for the sake of writing and creativity. Um and I come up with all the my best ideas through naps. My best ideas don't happen during writing. Rarely does it. Hmm. All of it happens during naps. And my most high impact things happen during naps or during meditation or workout or anything like that or anytime where I'm like like I'm leaving my body so mm -hmm. to say um or moving my body you know uh and then now i use you know as far as planning for the cinematography um i will and i'll, I'll often figure this out in my head during naps but after seeing the location or, or before seeing it but generally i i can go to the location with my iPad, I will use my iPad with an app that says like what the frame line is. Mm -hmm. And I figure out the exact framing and location of the camera and take pictures of it that I can look at later and then look at it and say, this sucks. This is good. I did this for, I, and also I shot a sketch that I'm re, the one I'm shooting now. The reason I was shooting so wide of a lens is I spent 10 hours one day setting up the shots, every single shot, lighting it, mm -hmm. trying to make it look as good as possible. I thought, and I did it the way I would do any other sketch or any other film I had shot or, or, or DOP'd for somebody. And I... <laughs> You're I, screwed for the, life the on the DP thing. After the, There's no way you get through any conversation without thinking of me no, and I DP. Won't. You're screwed. After that, after that 10-hour day, thinking I got great stuff, like taking test footage and look so I could grade it, I was like, I'm not even going to bother grading it, looking back at it, because it, it all sucks. Mm. Why does it suck? And I thought, and then I meditated on it or napped on it. And I figured out, let's go a wider lens. Try that. 
it fixed the problem for me. That's why I don't listen to Ryan about the wide lens yeah. thing is because well, for whatever reason, it works. And the thing, the reason why I thought of it doing the wider is um, Kubrick, one of his one of the things he says as photographer, he was a photographer. He, he started out with photography in, in high school and college. And that's why he was so like he like he had cinematographers, but technically he was the cinematographer telling mm -hmm. them what to do. Okay. Like he he yeah. he sometimes shot his films, you know, and he was incredibly like in, involved in that process, the photo photographing of his films, and that's why they look amazing. Um, and he he basically talked about this philosophy that's always stuck with me, and I never could, and I, and I think I'm beginning to understand it better. It's he said you have to learn how to uh, photographers and filmmakers have to learn how to take a picture of a picture or photograph of a photograph he said but it, that means you need to have i think what he meant is you need to have a compositions within your composition you know some person might take a picture of this with like a this kind of lens Let's take a step back what is it about this just cuz your 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 mind is your eyes are seeing all of this and it's taking that all in within that and sometimes it's it's things on the periphery and I, I mean, a, a simple bullshit, you know, lazy method is to shoot with a really wide lens that looks interesting, that isn't, that is very, has very little distortion to it so that it, it looks like something that you don't see very often, um, but looks beautiful. And there's a reason why Terry Malick films are a lot, a lot of times shot with that. And, and the, the, the cinematographer he works with, uh, Lubeski, something like that, he, he there's such, and the, the, the Revenant. Um, was shot by that same cinematographer and, and Birdman as well. Very wide lens, okay. beautiful. There's something about that 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 automatically you know puts so many different compositions. And 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 the beauty of that is then the audience, much like music, no music in your film, a wide view, wide camera is like it allows audience members to choose what they're looking at. Mm. It, you know, it yeah. just gives them you know, bigger. And I feel like for me as a person with ADHD, you know, I hear this whole thing of like the, the human eye sees like that, like this focal right. length or yep. something. That's bullshit to me. I see everything. Yeah. Like I, I notice this something down here yep. blinking, you know, yep. any step time of the day. And so it's like, I, that's the way I see the world. And that's why I want to make my films very wide. And I want to make it look dark because it's a dramedy. You know, I, I don't mind it. You know, I don't mind. I don't, believe in genre like ryan does yeah, like I, yeah sorry Purity. why am i talking about fucking ryan? you're a dick yeah i am sorry ryan uh no i don't believe in genre you think he's still watching it hour six yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't index I, it you should index it yeah. all right here's all the times we talk shit on ryan <laughs> minute five hours talk, talk shit seconds. about ryan talk shit about ryan yeah. again talk dude. shit about ryan about this talk shit about ryan about this <laughs> no i love ryan man uh, <laughs> I mean, it's kicking in the amount of times you said you love him. It's really kicking in your guilt. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, you know, it's uh, they basically I'm going to be seeing him this week. <laughs> well, no, me too. No doubt. Probably, All right. Probably All right. Stop. But I, I basically okay. I, I, I it, it. It's me. To, it's a way for me to make films the way that I want to see them. Yeah. I want to I, I as a director and a filmmaker, I want to and as an audience member, I want to feel like I'm right there yeah. between the actors, yeah. you know, whoa, right. yeah. whoa, whoa, you know, yeah. just cutting back and forth yeah. and, you know, and so like, or, or just watching these two actors talk. That's why I love Woody Allen films is, is, and this is what he, this is some, some one of the things I learned about why the reason why I do multicam is, is inspired by his style of filmmaking where 
he would have just for a lot of scenes one take from one camera angle just so that he could involve the total totality of the performance of the actors in that scene and have improvisation i like that more i like that more yeah that's something that inspired the multi-camera approach because sometimes you can't do it all in one take or all one angle or it's just going to be like it's just not going to look good it's not going to look cinematic but if you can put two really wide angle cameras in the middle of the table Mm -hmm. looking at either side that's my try that's what i'm trying to do like this next short comedy i'm doing i'm probably going to do three cameras like really wide just kind of in the middle of all of it you know looking at each actor and shoot the entire most of it like that i like that so so a couple things in there so we're yeah, gonna get back yeah. to woody allen a minute because i have a question on that okay oh, yeah. ryan's treatment you don't need to do treatments ryan if he, if he didn't give me the treatment for six and sevens i wouldn't have bought in so it's powerful for him yeah he had a tight vision 37 pages mm-hmm. of how he's going to map it out color palettes the whole nonsense is any of that required to make the movie absolutely not you're no. making your own movies yeah. he needed a guy like me to review it when he wants some big money yeah. to say okay i got it right so that's what's really purposeful about that especially um, when i share that with people i was i was planning on getting other investors for six and sevens and i just didn't have the time covid was going i just didn't have the time to meet people right mm-hmm. but i have some influential people that would they believe in me so if i say this is a great idea that they'll they'll throw a bone my way mm-hmm. Um, the treatment was going to seal the deal. Like that was a really well done, like his treatment's better than the script as far as like from a novice person seeing that you have a vision and you're tying all this, you know, he's got the color palettes in there. He's got the actors, you're, you know, it is to pitch a movie that is perfect. He doesn't amaze. I, I was blown away by it and everybody I've shared to was like, wow, this guy has really got it going on. You don't need that. You don't need the investor, right? So you yeah. might one time, I think it's important for people that are trying to get buy-in and, yeah. and, um, I mean, I have, it's like, I mean, I have nothing, I mean, I have nothing against doing it. It's just that. But you have no reason to do it. Yeah. I've run, I I realized like, I feel like that was my trap recently that I actually fell into because I was too ingrained in the details. Mm. Like I just, I, 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 you know, I'm realizing that I make better films just from doing these sketches. It started as like just doing it for the fuck of it. So I was producing something during COVID and then it ballooned into making short, Mm. they're, they're basically becoming short films now. Um, but in, in, in a more streamlined fashion where I'm writing them through naps, I don't, I li- the only writing I actually do is once it's all written in my head from memory and it all sticks, you know, I then go and write it. And if it sucks, I don't do it. If it's good, yeah. some of them are. Yeah. And then I, then I make it like, I'll pitch it to people. And my, my, I'm grateful that I have people who are going to be honest with me and yeah. tell me this is, this sucks. Like, like my little sister, <laughs> like, like she's one of those people. She, wa- she watches everything I do, loves it. This recent sketch that I'm shooting for a third time. She watched it. Didn't laugh either time, to- either version we did said she looked at me and with her fiance too, who watched it and didn't laugh either. And they just were like, you, 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 this isn't your best work, Tom. That's good. She was right. You need that. Yeah. You need that. Yeah. yeah. And and honestly, I, I mean, I have an actor backing out because he doesn't want to shoot it a third time. Yeah, he's I, done. Yeah, I'm. I get it. Yeah. I mean, I I plan to work with him in the future. I I gave him a way out. I said, look, guys, if anybody wants out, I'm yeah. all. Yeah. I'm gonna pay everybody for this one. Yeah. You know, I this shouldn't have happened. This is all me. Yeah. I know what. I yeah. figured out what's wrong. Um, and I tested the problem on another shoot I did. I figured out it was, the, I think it was the meditation thing. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. And, so, you know, I'm going to re- re- releasing all three versions um, to the first two, you know, I'm going to open the third one's good. Fuck. Jesus. 
you know, the, fir the first two, though, are going to be in the behind the scenes documentary called uh, How to Screw Up Directing a Comedy, Reshoot right. It and Still Fail. That's good. I love that title. You get credits to multiple things. And and but but it's it basically walks through the entire thought process and everything I learned as I went through this whole thing. And it's going to have a lot of bloopers and behind the scenes. It's going to be honestly, it's it's everything I've ever wanted to have in behind the scenes. I've always wanted to do behind the scenes. I just didn't have people hmm. that were able to do it. And, and now I'm going to start paying the people to do, I think. But. All right, that's... so now my Woody Allen question. Too. Go for it, go for Woody it. Woody Allen, Roman Polanski, give me another controversial person. Um, it's got, I'm trying to think. Um, well, Kevin Spacey Kevin from Sp an actor. Dude, Kevin Spacey was, at the time that happened, he was my favorite actor. Yeah, I love Kevin Spacey. It's So um, what do you do with that? So you mentioned you still love Woody Allen, but you know, it's not that you're oblivious to some of the stuff, right? I struggle with that. I struggle with it. I just Here's, can't. You know what? I can't separate. You, I do you wish remember I could. what happened to Shelley Duvall on The Shining? Remind Stanley me. Kubrick tortured her. Yeah. Psychological yeah. warfare. Yeah. Psychologically yeah. tortured yeah. her. Yeah. Basically, you know, he bullied her, and Jack Nicholson like witnessed this. Yeah. yeah. Because he was super nice to Jack yeah. in front of her. Yeah. And then was mean as shit to her in front of him. Yeah. But he was doing it for a performance. Right. Right. Unacceptable to me. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I look, I, I draw the fucking line at, at, at torturing your people. Yeah. Like if you are putting people into it and that's why I liked working with you. And that, that's why I, I, I here's the thing. I wouldn't accept any money from anybody. And, and uh, you know, and and or, or I wouldn't have anybody, you know, I, 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 I see you as a, a as, as a financer, like like somebody who would or a producer or somebody on my films, you know, who I would, you know, have. And, and take like like feedback from and and because i don't see you as somebody who would encourage a, a set where people are being hurt and people mm -hmm. are being mistreated that's where i draw the fucking yeah. line yeah um and you know that's what i thought was really commendable about how you produced uh sixes and sevens is you just you were so compassionate with everybody so i started this podcast mentioning that because i was impressed by that because you know, you hear, you hear fucking stories about asshole producers and you're not one of them. I, I can't believe uh, that people. So I, I thought it was my first foray with the on set and running around. I, I must have made 20 runs a day. <laughs> that was great. Light bulbs to Dude, sushi, you, you were to, like the set mom, to, like just uh, going and getting. John wanted dark chocolate. I only had milk chocolate. I had all these gluten free shit. I had two <laughs> vegans, a vegetarian. Holy shit. Um, anyway, but uh, I thought I'd, I, I, I learned so much that it, a lot of stuff will never happen again, but I need to go through it. So yeah. I felt like shit about it. But everybody to, said, yeah, I, everybody said it didn't matter because we could tell you cared. And that was that was yeah. that, that's the the happy part of it. Like, dude, you, I, dude, you have no and idea I was how so fucking pissed you guys weren't eating on time. I was livid. Like I I called out Ryan after night one. I go, that's not happening. It went to like two in the morning. Night one. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's not happening again. And, and by the way, Elizabeth and William in their 70s, maybe 80s. Are you yeah. kidding me? Are you kidding me? That really affected me morally. I was I had a problem with that. Yeah. They're all doing an indie. They're they're passing up what I know to be contractual in a union gig. I go, not on my watch. I was I was disappointed and uh yeah, and then yeah. So I had issues with stuff, but I I didn't I didn't speak. I never kind of go at it when it's happening. I like to take it in, let it simmer and then find out the best way to go about it. So you know, days later, I said, Ryan, we can't ever do that again. That will I mean, never I'm not. Here's the thing. I'm not perfect. I I usually say that something's going to be this amount of time. And a lot of times it goes over an hour. Yeah. And that that's what usually happens to me is like it goes over an hour. And 
that pisses me the fuck off at myself because I'm like, I, you know, I, I, I need to, cause that's gonna, that for me, that means like, that's going to cost me in the future. If I can't get this down, like if I can't get, if I can't get my process right down, but now that's it's, good. it's you a give and take discipline. No. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't beat yourself up too much for it. It's four hours over an hour is different. Right. Um, let me, and let me close. So the Woody Allen thing, so you can still enjoy Woody Allen films yeah. or whomever the black, like I, I kind of, I struggle with this. I want to enjoy all the Kevin Spacey movies that I love. I mentioned to you. So yeah. I haven't watched it again since any of this stuff went out. Uh, James Franco really disappointed right there. Love James Franco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought he was an idiot savant, crazy, silly. I like that whole crew. Seth Rogen. I'm out. He's been a douche for like the last several years. It really, I, I hate that. I'm losing filmmakers. I can like deal with seeing on screen and knowing some of the personal stuff. That's, yeah, that's why like I don't, that's why I chose just, not to just, get political You with just things. differentiate it. I mean, so I just can't yeah. block it out. And it's not even political. Like Franco, you know what? Franco was banging his students, right? You know this. Yeah, yeah. He admitted it, right? <sighs> he know, was, he was putting them through weird sex yeah. scenes for his own. That's sick. And then his people came to his defense. I mean, Kevin Spacey, sick, right? So there's like this, it's it's not the political thing. It's the moral thing. You mentioned torture. Yeah, I Torturing can't. the cast. Done to me. I like, I, I mean, I love Stanley Kubrick, but like, I can't. I do too. I, I love his, I can't, I can't. I love, I don't love saying, I love his movies. Yeah. I love the way they look. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I can't get over that whole thing. Like, uh, that's why I love, I mean, what are, one of the things I'm, I love about, the idea of doing behind the scenes more often is is being transparent about yeah the i like that too yeah and it's like i you know i was really you know i like i was you know doing the bts thinking that this film with this sketch would go well we're shooting it a third fucking time this is probably the ugliest behind the scenes and the most honestly ugly right. behind yeah. the scenes because i'm basically revealing that i am a shit filmmaker yeah. Yeah. sometimes i think this is which is it's going to be more powerful than the skit it is it will be no uh, not no doubt oh no i know doubt. no doubt i I'm, I'm like it's going to speak to people at a different level yeah. they're going to have experience that frustration they're, they're going to see two different variations well, before and just the your final humbleness version. of giving yourself a beating yeah. on it anyway all right so you don't have any perfect answer for how i can watch kevin spacey again and not be angry no, I, I can't do it. It's it's a problem for me. I I hate it because think about how many things are Weinstein. I mean, ugh. anyway. All right, dude. I used to, mm. <laughs> dude when I when that before mm. I before any of that happened, I actually like listened to like an interview with him, and I thought, dude, this is like this is the kind of producer I'd need to be. Oh. <laughs> I thought that myself. I was like, dude, if only I can. If oh. only like I could get linked up with someone like Got that. It. Yeah. And then uh, now I'm glad I, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. I, and, and and because of that that really fucking shook me. I'm like, you know, I need to invest. I need to like produce my own fucking shit. <laughs> well, and I'm starting to lose. Like it happens with music too. Anything. Which I find out the person's an asshole. Yeah. Even yeah. if they're just an asshole. Like I heard Will Ferrell's an asshole. I love Will Ferrell. I think he's a comedic genius. Yeah. I watch all his stuff. He, his face on screen makes me almost laugh out loud. <laughs> Right, not that yeah, he just takes his shirt off. He's got the weird it's scar so thing. Like every, I just look at him. It's ridiculous. He's, but I heard he's a dick. The other guy. I don't want to know that. You see the other guys? The other guys? Oh, it's a great movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I think uh, from a buddy movie, I think Will Ferrell. We were making jokes John about C that the entire John time we were doing Riley, Cop. or John C. Riley. John C. Riley. We were talking about desk pops oh. <laughs> the entire time oh. we were shooting Nunk Cop because of that movie. It. No, it's just. 
Yeah. But I, I don't want to learn about them anymore because I want to enjoy my life and not yeah, think about it. Yeah. But I can't. It's bad. All right. No, no answer for me. Go. But, Give me something else. Get me off the top. And now I'm angry. Yeah. Um, you were supposed wait, to wait, solve. I wanted, I wanted you were to supposed go- to fix me. I, the thing is, um, <laughs> I forget what's going on. Um, Woody Allen, Roman Polanski, uh, Kubrick. It's your filmmaker. What's your writing voice. routine like? Uh, none. I, I can't, I can't impart any wisdom on that other than, um, I mean, let me think about, so it's my, my worst first routine was just writing it all on paper. Like we talked about and just, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's, I don't, that's I don't, approach. you, you have routines. I don't, I'm mm. a, I'm a, I'm a hot mess of how things get done. They just get done because I'm passionate. I just force things over the finish line, mm. but, um, I'm, I've, so, and I didn't, so I wrote a commercial liquid alchemy. I'm going to, as friends, I'm going to film a commercial. Mm-hmm. Adam was going to be my cinematographer, but I don't know. He looked like he was going to charge me a lot. Adam, that's a lot of money. $5,000 for a one minute commercial. Anyway. Yeah. If you need me, let me know. Yeah. No, I, I, I wrote it and it was, sorry, uh, to Adam, I'm still in those two pages, but I love, I, I got the format down and, um, I, I just, I, I'm kind of like a gritty, just do it. I don't really care if it's yeah. not perfect. And then get it out I there mean, I care for people to review it. It's perfect in my own lens. And and I'm very careful. I, I've I've cultivated my own perspective, and and it comes back to back to that limitations thing. There's limitations to to your standard. There's like, and that's that's part of how you can keep yourself from getting so bogged down in paralysis during a set uh, during a shoot yeah. that that you go over time. It's having. You you have to set certain standards of this. I just need it to be this good. And then we can move on. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to do next. Um, before I do this, this the third shoot of this dinner sketch that I'm we're doing, it's like, uh, I need to, I need to, I need to get enough good takes of what I'm looking for to get the one solid one, and then move on. Like I can't do like three good, good. takes, you know. Yeah. I could, and we might get that third really fucking amazing take, but it's going to rob the rest of it. We need to. I need to find a way to just. Dist- disperse or distribute the the time i spend on things um and then i you know but but doing that it's a discipline of uh through limitations that you set for yourself on you know what's your rules of engagement i have a rules of engagement about everything that's why i have that five principles of cinematography it enables me to think faster through problems it enables me to you know, like the 80, 20 principle, you, you have to figure out the 20% that gets you 80% of the results. Yeah. I ask myself what gets me 80% of the results for me and for my audience. And that's what matters. And I stick to that. I want it to be something that I like at the end of the day. And that my audience likes, if it's neither it's, we're not there yet. Only then do we go over schedule, but it's, if, as long as it, it fulfills both, I'm cool with it. Okay. You know, like we, we did, we kept shooting the second sketch yesterday, the other day, um, yesterday, I'll just keep saying that because <laughs> technically it was yesterday for me. Uh, I, we shot the second sketch and we were good and it was opposite of the first one. We were kind of, it took a while, a few, quite a few takes to get rolling. And then once we got rolling, we got a really good take and we're like, we did two more and we're like, no, that other one was really perfect. And then the next one we were, they were on fire in the beginning and then as exhaustion set in because they were eating cereal through the, the scene. Mm. They're eating cinnamon toast crunch, a lot of sugar. 
it, it caused them to crash. Yeah, I believe and it. so like, and I, I pushed it. I was like, there's, there's one over the end of the, the hill. Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. And I, I even changed up the lighting so, so that like it made it look like daylight outside. I closed the blinds, shot right. really bright light in at the color of daylight to make it look, and then had, you know, a window open, but we didn't see out it, but we could see the light hitting the, the cabinet. So I had uh, like a bunch of light bulbs placed around so that it looked kind of like light, soft light, like it was earlier in the day coming through and it worked lighting wise, but it was for nothing because we're not going to use any of that. But that taught me, I need to be more, you know, you know, I need to limit myself more in terms of how far I push my actors. Um, and and like I said, I look for that one solid take for for the, the run through so that I can cut that together. Um, but, so I, I would tell you, I don't I don't have you have process. Yeah. I, I have none. Um, it just process thought, leads to possibility. Yeah, I, I think there's I think I could benefit from more process. Yeah. But because I'm I'm a day job guy. Right. So yeah. uh, this is just a fun thing on the side that I'm doing. Um, I tried to think about what you're talking. So I wrote the one screenplay mm -hmm. that was just spontaneous. Just I didn't even have to write it. It just came out and it just kept going. Well, the process was that you lived your life and then you had all these ideas come to you. Like, like, yeah, like I said I'm, before. I'm having ideas come to me. So let me the, give you, yeah, let me give you one. You talked about a children's book earlier. I keep me. This is one of my ideas, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it's an adult, dark humor children's book. Okay. <laughs> so I looked up. This is just random idea hit me. I was at a bar. I had my laptop. And I'm like, okay, the idea is... You open the book and it's on this beautiful looking page, rainbows and unicorns. It's all happy. And there's a quote from Dr. Seuss or some uh, inspirational children's quote, mm -hmm. right? Pick one, blah, 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 right? And there's an illustration of that quote. You know, the possibilities are endless. And, and then you flip the page and it's all dark, gray, white, blacks. And it's the exact opposite. It's like until you it. wake up and then you realize life is shit. Like, so it just shits on the original one. So it goes, I think this is a fantastic idea. So I've got 25 quotes, right? And then I have to come up with a counterbalance to every one. So it's happy unicorns, flip the page. I've had a guy write two of them out in, in little sketches. I don't know anything like it. I haven't Googled this yet because I, I think it's unique that it's an adult children's book, right? And it's like... Happy is, rainbows, and then I can, and then you wake up and realize that life is shit. Like it's just everyone I, has a if balance. I could, to if it. I could link you up with Kevin McCauley, okay, I think I think you guys would hit it off. I'll, um, I would send him two pages of this stuff. That I wrote and, and them he, fast. I mean, they're he, not great. Like the the quote has a better finish or two, but I wrote yeah. it so I could get somebody to sketch it out. So, so here's the process. I don't know if what I thought was funny in my head. It's fucking genius. It's going to be 25 inspirational quotes from Gandhi to Jesus to whomever. And then there's going to be a real shit sandwich coming <laughs> on the next page. It. And you can't wait to hear what the shit sandwich is. I think, you know, the colors in the dark. I just love this I wanna, idea. Be a, a funny I hope there's nothing project. like it. I hope there's nothing like it um, out there. Are you sure you want me to put this out there? Do you want me to cut this out? No, of the I don't pot? give a shit. Okay. Come at me, bro. Nobody do it as funny as I would do it. But anyway. Dude, that'd be great. No, Dude. so, so uh, no, I, I'll I, send I you can, the two sketches I'll link too. you up with my friend because he just got his, he got his, no, not just he did before or right. earlier in the year got his children's book published I love on it. Amazon. I love it. I can I can help you out with no. I'd love that. I'd he, love that. he probably knows some people. I mean, no. he may or may not be able to help. I don't I, know. I, I think I'm going to get an artist right, and I want to get a co-writer to come up with the funniest 25 
other sides yeah. of the inspirational quote. I think I've got like it was easy to find inspirational quotes for kids. It was so easy. But I just I just <laughs> love this concept. I think it's brutal. I like that it's like daily negations that John S. Hall guy was talking about at the very beginning, right? Yeah. Just you don't see it coming. It just whacks you in the head with a reality. I think it's I just think it's hilarious. <sighs> and only a few people will get that. Some people think it's cruel and twisted. I, see, and uh, I like that. One of the one of my tips for be better writing is I will I will allow myself normally I I'm very strict much like drinking I'm strict on social media and time consumed on like anything any distracting website mm -hmm. with an algorithm that's going to feed me things I want to see the the thing is anything that's is designed to addict you on the internet I will stay away from that and then the right before the nap right before I write I'll take a 20 minute power nap before I write. Mm -hmm. I will allow myself an hour or like 30 minutes to an hour or so to indulge in whatever I can find that will make okay. me laugh or make me, you know, pique my interest. Yeah. And when I funny cat videos, do anything, always the, best. always the best. And I'll look up dark fucking shit. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. And, and I will do, I'll go down that rabbit hole. And then if I do it right after that 20 minute power nap, my brain restructures itself so it's strong yeah. again. All of that, that energy, it's it's energy that it's fuel. I've just fueled the tank with okay. with inspiration, with energy, and 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 positive and negative vibes. I go into that writing session, ideas just flow. That's awesome. I like try that. it. Yeah, I'm I will. telling you, no, I will. I I really. I'm it's it's indulge in the internet for thirty minutes to an hour or so. Usually over ninety minutes is too long, uh, but it, or you yeah, can still. I was going to ask you, how do you get out of the bucket? rabbit hole? It's a rabbit it's hole hard. for a reason. It's a no, bunch. I get jump. sucked in. I'm it's a bunch of jump. I'm on my you, couch. You, I'm you, like, I started this search at eleven o'clock. It's now two a.m. and I'm still watching this shit. And I'm, I'm still digging I, I'm deeper. Still bad at it. Ugh. Honestly, sometimes I go to two hours or so. I'm I like, really, fuck. yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, but the thing is, even if if I can. I'm, 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 and after two hours, I'm like, 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 I'm easily like, I can easily fuck up my routine and have to repeat it. Yeah, yeah. But like, if I can get through the into that writing session, after if I spent two hours doing it, some of my best work happens that way. It's cool. But it's risky because like I'm that. also like easy to like, like, I'm get easy to forget something and then fuck up my routine into gotcha. the writing session gotcha. and I have to repeat the process. Um, like I don't interact with anybody before I write. Like I just, and I'm grateful that my folks are like supportive of that. They, nice. they, they, they see that I have headphones in or earbuds in. I like it. They let me do my thing. Um, yeah, you got and, good support. It seems yeah, like that's yeah. great. All right. So wait, what else do you got left? Cause I want to hit you with a couple of things. Go for it. You, you got All something. Right. So, well, and, and to answer some of the ones, so, um, to get more productive, any routines or advice. So I think everybody should have an accountability buddy. You mentioned you have one. Yeah. I think that's an important thing. I have a lot of accountability. I buddies. would hire an accountability buddy. Like I want somebody on like on my ass on the treadmill, the literal treadmill. And mm -hmm. then I map out in the morning what I want to accomplish. Keep me on that. I want there to be a penalty. I, th I, I function better um, yeah. under that. Um, and I like being around other creative people, right? That fuels me. Yeah. But like, like I would love the idea. This children's book, me, you, because I think you've got a good comedy mind oh, yeah. and a couple other people that we think are funny. Let's get in a room and spitball it. That's fun to me. The friend um, I'm going to introduce you to, she's very dark sense of humor, so she might okay. be able to come in on some ideas. Um, um, we talked about empathy. We talked about networking, making sure you cover it. So um, <laughs> advice on how to get through the creative block. You're going to like what I wrote down there. Oh, God, what? Alcohol. <laughs> 
for me, it is. All right, you know what? It's so bad, right? We'll talk about it's this. bad. No, I don't want to talk about no, it. It's no, no, no. It there. I've heard from like mm. like even Tim Ferriss like that wine is something that he uses to like write. I tried wine. Here's the thing. My ADHD is out of fucking control when I start drinking. The yeah, moment really? I have one sip of alcohol, hmm. works really? works not happening. It's good. Stay with it. Like I, dude, so, I, I, like I was, you know, like that when I was, uh, it was on last New Year's, not this year, years that just passed, twenty twenty one, but the beginning of twenty twenty one, when I was, uh, when my my little sister and her fiance got me to like drink with them finally after years of like pestering me mm -hmm. to do it. Like I just started drinking and then it, it like I felt like it was like I felt like I was like like their monkey that they wanted to dance yeah. just so that they could yeah. like they watch me. See. They watched yeah. they watched this me for an hour. That's why I'm married with my son. They're gonna keep pushing him until he drinks. Yeah, that's and it's all yeah. for their entertainment. Yeah, and it is. And you, it is. then you just feel Let's like see how he shit. acts. Let's get him drunk. Let's see how he acts. Yeah. It's crap. Like I just and then <laughs> like that entire time I was like like I was building with Legos or something like 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 some fucking childish shit. What were you drinking by the way? What was your uh, drinking choice? Uh, what was Wine, it? It beer, was, um, mixed drinks, shots. Uh it was uh, it was like fireballs. Oh god. And I that and other things, I forget what. Um probably Yingling or something, I forget. Uh nothing much. I I'm I don't really drink a lot of different alcohols, honestly. No, it's good. Um but so I don't really know what they all taste like, but like I, I I did that from. That's all I did for my son. I wanted him to taste wine because I knew he'd think it's disgusting. Yeah. Taste beer, also disgusting, and taste a mixed drink, also disgusting. Because if you know what it is, right? I'm afraid he's going to get some. Somebody's going to say it's cranberry juice, and it's because this is what happened in college, yeah. right? They sucker you in, tell you it's something else, and you're drinking it. I want him to know what things tasted like, and I never pressured him beyond that. Yeah. I yeah. Just, that's all I wanted to do. But when he turns 21, I feel like I want to have. A beer with them or a beer. I don't drink beer, but just it feels like mm -hmm. one of those things you do with your kid. Yeah, yeah. That I've always like looked at. I want to play. I also I get really annoying when I drink. I, okay. I feel like I just. I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I. I feel like. I feel like, the most annoying version of myself okay. comes out of it. I think I get louder, and I don't care. Like I um, I try to be sensitive to people around me and not offend anybody. Yeah. But I don't. I don't care about offending people when I drink, right? Which is getting me in trouble because I think everything's funny. I don't think I'm a, I'm like a pure comedian. I don't think there should be any fucking limits. Now, yeah, am I going to go do a 9/11 joke on 9/12? No, right? No, I'm not. But I forget who was the first person to come out and say something 9/11. It's probably like Jeff Ross or one of those like hardcore comedians. It was funny, and we needed that, right? Like I just think so. I got this shirt f uh, for myself for Christmas that said. Um, You're offended by it. You you think it's offensive. I think it's funny. That's why I'm so much happier than you. Right? These people have uh, sticks up their asses, offended by the slightest thing. It's like, just stop. Um, yeah. uh, anyway, I actually brought a shirt. Oh, gosh. I think. Did I put it? Here's my Silly Walk event. I love it. Do you know that logo? See, that's the Silly Walk logo. And it was to great lengths with Liquid Alchemy, right? Oh, nice. So it's really... But that's for you. Oh, thank yeah. you. It's very soft and fluffy. It was sitting in the box, so I, oh, I don't think it's ever been worn. It might be a rag that is it I used. Large? Perfect. I'm sure that's it is, right? Side. Yeah. So yeah, it looks like it's been worn a million times, but it's very soft and fluffy. Yeah. So it was from one of my events. So I wanted to have that. But then I realized, um, it, you find it offensive. I find okay. it funny. That's me. Um, uh, there's something about people having to put up with me. I put my whole life. I'm gonna do a whole skit. I'm gonna lay out all my t-shirts. 
and it just explains who I am. So you're asking who I am? T-shirts extravagant. Um, T-shirt guy. And then the last thing I wanted to ask you, and I lost it, because we're in we're in hour seven. We've we're beaten in, we're six hours and twenty minutes. No, 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 no. We started at three. We started at three. What? How long did we take to start? I don't know. Uh, oh no, no. I've been waiting for the seven hour okay. mark. We're, we're there. Dude, we're gonna go to. You want to go to eight? No, no. Seven hour? No. You want to go to seven? I'm really tired of me right now. Okay. I can't hear myself talk anymore no no i thought we were at seven. when did we start so no this is just for what we've recorded so far oh so we're in hour seven okay then i feel better i mean oh i mean this is like what no this is this is the recorded piece i press stop why are we even I, talking about this this I, is so stupid <laughs> <laughs> I, I press start and stop whenever we of the three recording. people still watching they all just left shit well, actually, my 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 Russian friends uh, was I think six hours and thirty or six hours and forty five minutes. Okay. So right, if well, we go, Alex, if, we, if you want to hit seven, we'll be fine. So my friend, I have a I don't he's from Kazakhstan, but here's here's another word of wisdom to you youth out there. If you have international friends and they have foreignish names, learn how to say it the way they say it. Okay, so I have a very Seth Snyder. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I have a very internationally oriented company and have been for 20 years with whether it's India, Russia, China, whatever. I like to say their name as their parents and their friends say it. Mm -hmm. You know how many Indian people change their names to like Bill Smith? So us ignorant Americans don't have to say Jaya Parash Mukherjee or you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. Venkat Hegde, you know, like there's, <laughs> that's my buddy. That's my buddy. But I mean, <laughs> we can't say their names. And I think that's criminal. Like everybody should get the respect of their name right. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So that to me has paid for itself tenfold. I just created that one year and I just realized I get so much respect from They give me kurtas, that's the long Indian dress. Oh, I get nice. so many presents and food from South Africa because I care enough to speak their name. Alexander Sasha Mikhailovich Bulatov, okay? Everybody else calls him Alex Bulatov. Right. Right. But it's important. So yeah. anyway, just a random thing, since we both have a Russian slash Ukrainian friend, uh, not Ukrainian, Kazakhstan. He hates Borat. He thinks Borat killed all of Kazakhstan. <laughs> I'm Borat. I'm from Kazakhstan. Like he's so angry about it that I don't even bring it up. Oh, geez. Anyway. Um, so where were we? Um, did you want to go to another yeah, question? Keep going. Keep going. Um, how does one overcome the fear of putting themselves out there or how can someone be less controlled by fear? Shit, God, that's so hard for me because I was 45 years of controlled by fear it was bad. But you feel like you're not. You're... It was the spiritual thing, man. It just unlocked me. Yeah. So if you can find. So Brianna Crybear, she's now in the Carolinas. She was the Tantra spiritual massage three hour, three hour event. Jeez. Um, changed my world. And then moved. She was in Philadelphia. But uh, there's something about Tantra, Chakra, the stones, all that stuff. I don't believe anything in it. But it did something to me, so I affected it. Other than that, you just got to do it. You just got to mm -hmm. face the fear and do it. Like, first time I ever got up on stage. First time I ever did stand-up. You know, um, you just got to do it. But, like, some people can't, right? Some people need medicine to get through certain fears mm -hmm. and things. Like, what gets you through things? not well right my routine a lot of things i do it's i mean i'm like like i, do you like I feel governed before. with fear in a lot of ways no not really i'm about on the check front I, you know I'm about on the check front no no because i whenever i like somebody i eventually now you do out. yeah you didn't always not always of fear right it's it, you have what it is is you have to 
you have to build up the energy inside you to to face the fears yeah, yeah. Or you have to have some rule or something for yourself to say okay i need to do this yeah you know but but do you think there's a what's your answer to that same question because i don't know if there's an answer i think it's going to be you it's going to be different for every Give individual small victories small you know small moments of courage you don't have to be you don't have to go and save someone's life or do some saves you know go into a burning building or anything yeah. and i've even heard this from somebody who who is like a a person who does that shit like who does all like there's a person i heard on a podcast who does all does does all this like fucking crazy heroic shit and and they were like talking about you have to just start start small you just small small acts of courage okay. just start with small acts of courage you know what like the reason that film years ago i, I did was was about like the the guys trying to ask for a woman's number is because I, I heard a challenge it was like from a tim ferris thing it was like it was a it was a challenge that he gave himself to basically if he if he saw somebody who he was attracted to in public he had to or he felt that feeling that you get from some, seeing somebody mm -hmm. you feel a connection he had to always go ask ask him for a number, and there was a it was a written mm. thing that you say at the same time. I I don't do it anymore, yeah. but like it, it like like unless like uh, unless there's a like it feels right like but it's you know it was you have to confront that fear immediately, and I I did that a few times, and I I you know I realized it's not that bad. I mean, I mean I I didn't. I stopped if I felt like I was putting somebody in an Getting uncomfortable awkward. situation. Yeah, yeah. Like I did that once and I was like, oh, I don't want to do that again. Yeah. Like I, it was like I, you know, I would say like, you know, like a, it was like something like long lines of, uh, you know, I'd be kicking my like, uh, um, uh, hey, I'm sorry. I, you know, something like that. I'd be, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be kicking myself later if I didn't ask you for your number. Yeah. You can give me yeah. a fake one. Yeah, that's I'll, fine. It's totally totally fine. fine. Totally understand. You know, yeah. uh, I just have to ask. Um, so so let me. I don't do that really anymore, but but it, it helps you get over the fear. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so. <laughs> but giving guidance to somebody about how to get through the fear is tough. Yeah. That's a tough question because I just think everybody's got to. I, I, I am empathetic for people that struggle with the fear because yeah. I did. And I just I, I was just at a bar recently. I could tell one of the servers was having an anxiety attack. I felt for her so bad. I'm like, you're just I mean, you're just a server, right? You're just taking drinks to their table relax, breathe, 20 year old girl. Like I felt horrible, yeah, I, but she's got anxiety, right? Yeah. So like fear to some people is way I beyond. I couldn't serve. I couldn't be a server. I, I, I tried. I tried training at, with this restaurant I worked at a while ago. I ended up just being a bus boy. Okay. Like, yeah, I couldn't serve because I like my, or I could have eventually probably, but I just said, I didn't have enough interest in it. And then, you know, because your interest in bar backing and bus boying was so much more. No. <laughs> no, it was. No, I know. I, I it know was where you're going to go. Was, yeah. It was a hard and it was a toxic fucking environment, by the way. <laughs> well, that doesn't fucking, help. That doesn't help. And and they were like, they like, they kind of shoved you in. It's like, there's like, like there's fucking spikes on the ground. You're going to yeah. go, yeah. you know, you're going to no, pale yourself. You, go they, along. Throw Get you the into fuck it. in there. Like, this is like, what every place does. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And, and, there, and there was just so many assholes there. And it's like, I just, I, I just, and, and, and just so much bullshit. And it was, they're not like, they're, they're, they ended up like, I don't know if they're, they've gone out of business yet, but like, 
It's just well, we hope they did, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's toxic like, work environments is a trigger for me. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I, and, and I'm glad I've, I experienced that because then I know what not to. Yeah. do. you know, um, like we mentioned, and and but I just it was like my memory. I'm 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 terrible at memorizing remembering yeah, stuff. I wouldn't, seen, I wouldn't be good at it either. That's yeah. why I have all my yeah. questions yeah. here, just so yeah. I can always address something and come up with something and write stuff down as I'm going. So I, th- I thought of something unique when you were talking about the girls. Tim Ferriss or whomever going up to them, out. asking them out. Right. So here's something. That- I mean, I had a lot of positive reactions to yeah. that. Um, but I, I did. There was just this one where I felt like oh, I, I feel bad that yeah. I just did yeah. that because yeah. like she didn't know what to say. Yeah. You, you could tell and she I, was put. She was awkward. I and, didn't mean to. Yeah, yeah. But I feel bad that I did yeah. it. And I'm like that. I'm done doing that. Like it was it was a few times and I like it. But it helped me get over the fear. Um, but like. And then, like, I mean, yeah, it's like because it wasn't that bad. And then recently, when you got though, through it, it wasn't that bad. Like, right? I mean, recently though, like I did do that, and and but it was because I felt like I had already talked to this person, I had established a connection mm-hmm. with them, and then it led to like us hanging out for a bit, but mm-hmm. it didn't go anywhere. But it it's just like it was it you know having that experience under my belt to know when to face that fear, yeah. you know, it, it's it's super critical, and and but it's. It's also knowing that, you know, you, you ha- I think maybe one of the things is you the pain, you have to realize that the pain of inaction is much worse. Mm. That's the way yeah. through fear. Yeah. Knowing, you know, if you, you know what? That's here, a great here, point. That's a great you ever point. You've heard of fear setting? I think you just nailed it, by the way. Yeah. No, here, here it is. You know what fear setting is? Mm-hmm. It's it's something I uh, another thing I learned from Tim Ferriss. But did you read about it? Was it in a book? Yes, it was in Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Work Week. <laughs> um, one of my favorite books on business. Um, basically, uh, you write down what your fear is, and then you think of all the worst possible scenarios that could happen. Yeah. You could get sh- shit on your head by a bird. You could you know like if you I don't know all all the worst case scenarios. Mm-hmm. You think about it in as much detail as possible. You write this down. You it's important you write it down by the way, um, because that makes it very visceral. Um, then you go write about all the ways you can mitigate that, and then you think of all right in in so many years what what will happen if I don't do this thing that that you know I'm fearing. And all the it's just all these different things. Look up look up fear setting by Tim okay. Ferriss, and you do that. It's not as big. Yeah. And plus, you've no, already written you down things to no, avoid. I, there's a lot of practice I do. You write it out. It takes away the fear of it in a lot of ways. Um, all right. So, all right. Yeah. Becoming fearful of what could happen yeah. if you don't act. No, you're is paralyzed worse. by it. Yeah. It's, no. That's the way to, through fear. Yeah. And that's why I think probably death, think is, a great death idea. is important. Yeah. I think it's, it's a important good idea. that we die someday. I'm never dying. Never Good, I hope not. live forever. So if you stick I, around. I think huh? this is my last coherent thought I have in me because the Burger King soda is wearing off. Um, you want some coffee? And no, no, it, it came to mind when you're talking about the girl thing. And to me, you you mentioned evolve. You know, how have you evolved or as, as a, a person, person yeah. right? So here's a dramatic one. Um, with women, I used to have that immediate physical attraction thing, mm-hmm. and I want to go up and I'm going to buy her a drink or I'm going to go up and talk to her or whatever. I don't have it anymore. Um, it's totally different. I don't know if it coincided with the spiritual stuff. I can't believe how much I'm talking about. This. People are going to be like, "This guy's a fucking freak." Dude, you're, I, mean, I don't you're, care. Your empathy. You're all about empathy and passion. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. so I now feel a person's energy, and they look like they have an interesting story behind them. Okay, interesting. And I break up a conversation. Right. 
I don't get attracted to that person, and I've done this numerous times, for a long time. I don't even know if I like them that much, right? Mm -hmm. They could be the hottest thing ever, but I'm not physically attracted to them until I know them and their brain I'm, and their heart. I'm, I'm actually similar. Yeah, they call I, it's it sapiosexual, I, I right? It's, you ever heard that it's term? It's meditation. Okay. I bet it's the meditation, dude. Uh, I don't know what it is. When I, you know, that's the that's something that happened to me when I started meditating is I, I just don't get attracted to somebody if I don't feel like I connect with them. Yeah. It's a connection. I need to know they're a good person and they have a good brain. Yeah. I'm, I'm now, sapio means you fall in love with the person's brain first and everything comes out, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's totally different. Like right now, I've been hanging out with a couple people and I don't know if I want to date them or not. I don't know, but I love the person. I'm really digging the yeah. person. Yeah. So I think that's an evolving thing. I wish I had that earlier where it was just small, small head, big mm -hmm. head, you know. Um, but yeah, I like I like the me now where I get to know the person really well before I even decide if I want to have any sort of relationship with them. Yeah. So, all right. What do you got? I got close. It I mean, strong. I got I got close some, it strong. I got two big questions. Go to answer. Um, so we didn't already cover them in seven hours. Uh, what make I mean I talked what about makes me awesome. on what makes for yeah what makes you awesome but what makes for a great film or script be as encompassing and detailed as you want I remember uh, so I, I'm a dialogue guy yeah I don't I don't I love dialogue like I love like I remember when Kevin Smith first hit the scene with his quick it was almost too quick his dialogue right it was like yeah. but it was his thing and you could tell it was contrived, but I still loved it because it was just hitting home and they were talking about Star Wars shit and clerks and all this stuff. So I think I'm a dialogue guy. Uh, so if I can read something that's got really good dialogue that I can. Do you know how to, you, you know what the advice from Aaron Sorkin is to write good dialogue? And this Tell is, me. Read it out loud, perform it as you're writing it. Mm. And, you know, if you do that, you build up the discipline of how it should be spoken yeah. and how it should be written. I mentally do that. I don't say it, but I mentally do say it. Say it out loud. So it's I'd different. Be I'm telling you. It's I would different. love you. So I don't know. So everybody's sense of humor is different. I'd, I'd love your feedback on my dialogue. In yeah, I'll read it. I mean, but yeah. what happens when you do that is when I started doing that a while ago, people said your dialogue sounds natural. Yeah. That yeah. was actually the one yeah. good thing about the, yeah. the, the people trying yeah, to get the Most people say numbered. they can hear me doing it. Like, they, like this yeah. is so you. I can totally have this conversation with you. Yeah. But um, because here's what my feedback, you're going to give me feedback and I'm, my my thing doesn't follow any arc. It mm -hmm. might by accident, but I had no screenwriting ability. I just vomited on something I, I think like this, had a really good. And thing. you know what? That's something that you can always restructure if you if there's well, a, that, something built in there. I that, felt like I lost it. So when I got the feedback and you get the screen right, you know the eight hundred hour, we're gonna give you a rewrite and we're gonna grade you. I did all that stuff right. And I'm like, yeah, it's just taken away what I liked about it, which was just quick-witted. I'm not looking. Did they to... rewrite it for you? No, no. But it was it was just trying to. Um, they didn't shit on it, but they made they they made it. Um, it had to have all the proper process and arc, three act thing, right? And I'm just thinking, but some three of my, act structure is bullshit. Right, by the way, some of my favorite movies. That that, that nutshell technique yeah. I recommend because it, it it does it does what the nut, the three act structure should do, but it doesn't. The three act structure doesn't do it. Yeah. Doesn't do it. I, I just didn't like all that structure Bullshit. because I liked what I had. I just wanted some feedback. I, I like Pulp here's Fiction. The thing. What's Pulp Fiction structure? You, does you, that follow? I will anything? read it. Pulp Fiction actually does. If you read the Nutshell Technique book, okay. it's very okay. loose. I don't know how. I don't know Kill how Bill. much I would believe. Like some in of it, the but... movies I love are all over the you, place. You want, you want to know what the structure is? He wants all 
Jules mentioned Samuel Jackson's character. Jules mentions that he wants all he wants in the beginning, first act one, his setup one. He says, "I want to just make sure my boss doesn't get fucked like a bitch." Yeah, and and then the catch happens. I forget what the catch was, but what is what's happening later with Bruce Willis and 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 yeah, his boss getting fucked like, getting a, fucked bitch. like yeah. a bitch? Yeah, yeah, yes, it it works. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know how that really makes an audience member feel emotional about a film, but yeah. but if you if you realize that's his character arc is yep. because of that happening. He then decides to go the higher yep. route and the moral yep. route. So there is, there is a classical Aristotelian comedy yep. structure built into that. Yeah. Well, I guess you could. So like an Aristotle is Aaron Sorkin's God, apparently. Really? Interesting. Yes. You ever see Memento? Fucking love it. Um, but movie. I mean, you, all over the place. Though. Yeah. Completely. Did, did that. Do, here's the thing. I guess you can talk anything into that had a structure. I've watched so many movies that yeah. are so like out there. Yeah. I guarantee you I'll watch your I'll read your script and I'll I'll be able to tell you, OK. I bet I can give you a way to if, if it's if it's working, I'll tell you it or if there's a way to improve it, I'll tell you, look, I think you got something here. I think this could possibly even be moved or cut. Or this, right. and you, and you might agree. You'll probably agree yeah. with me, uh, or not. Uh, and it doesn't matter. It's up to you. Um, but it's like I'll, I'll tell you. Like this is, this is how I would. This is what I would do to reshape it, and to still maintain your vision. Like I, I remember I gave feedback on a person's short film script. I felt like the. Well, no, I, I actually this has happened twice where I read a, a script. I love it all. Then the ending, the message is like it completely loses the point of the message of the film and i'm like well, why are you doing it that way like this is what it, this is what the audience i guarantee is going to think about and and then the people who know like who who i trust most they read they i hear i tell this to them and they're like yeah you're right that should have been that like I, I had somebody i had my friend darlene read the script that i wanted to be cinematographer on and and recently and i turned it down because they were like I, they wanted to do an ending that I was like, yeah, it just deflates the whole thing mm -hmm. for me. Like it, it, the whole film was about them learning the, 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 you know, about the value of working together. It doesn't, didn't matter about success to them at that point. It just, they made something that they cared about together. And then the, the ending I suggested was they made it so that this other director above them met them and started talking with them. And it's like, that was the happy ending. I was like, they completely that's completely opposite of what your story you're telling. They they didn't win any awards at the festival. But then this great director comes along and is like, I'm gonna show you how it's done. And I'm like, that's a fucking shitty ending. And I'm like, like, uh, sorry, I probably should maybe cut this out, but I'm like, don't no, you know, I don't care. It's like I this is what should have happened. They meet other filmmakers who also didn't win, but they all like each other's film. Mm -hmm. And that happens. And you know what? I guarantee you that those filmmakers that meet the other passionate filmmakers that, that are on their side will make better films than the person who may, worked with that person who's telling them right. how to make a film. Yeah, yeah. That's how it happens. Yeah. Because I worked with that person. I did. I worked with a person like that. And I almost lost my identity as a filmmaker yeah. in the process. Yeah. Yep. And, and I, I make sure that I don't do that to anybody in the future. And uh, <laughs> struck a nerve. Yeah, no, yeah, but it's good. like, you know, where, where were we? Uh, what were we talking about? It was, no it was what makes for a great film. Yeah. And it's, a, and it's, you know, I, you, yeah, you're, I'm you're a dialogue. Script. Look, I like dialogue. I love dialogue. Characters are big. Like, I, I think love, you'll like my film. Okay. For I, my film I love watching. So I'm, I'm really into lighter movies just because the world is so fucking dark. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what's the guy's name? I mean, I'm, I just, uh, you know. I've been 
comedies. Curb Your Enthusiasm is a great show. <laughs> I love Larry David. I hate his. You ever watch Arrested Development? I love it. Great. <laughs> Bateman's great. Dude, I have a fucking. No, no. I love characters. So what's the guy? Oh, what's the guy's name? He's a, he's a bit player in a lot of things. He was in, is it Ballers? No, Millions. Billions. Great actor. He's a, oh, yeah, he always yeah, yeah. wins for supporting actor. He, beard, beard yes, guy? Yes, yes. Bald, his name? beard, Fun. chubby. Uh, what great character actor. Yeah, dude, he's great. Uh, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti, yeah. There was a guy at my yeah. uh, restaurant that looked like him. Fantastic. And we always made fun of him for Steve it. Steve Buscemi, character actor. Like, I love yeah. that shit. Um, yeah. Oh, man, that's why I think I like the Coen Brothers movies because they develop great yeah. characters. So to me, that's my answer. Like, dialogue and characters. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right, what else? So um, you've covered all the big ones at the end, thank you. I want to... I want to ask you the. Do you, do you want me to ask the big question, the big final question? Your call. You, uh, so we're at six hour, six hours and forty minutes. I'm I'm in seven, seven hours by now. I'm in seven hours for me. So I, I already okay. set the record. I don't care what your clock says. Right. I've been sitting here. What for? How long? Seven and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. What matters most to you? I have hemorrhoids from sitting here for seven and a half hours. Yeah. It feels you, good. It feels weird, right? What matters most to me? So I throw out hemorrhoids while you give me a deep one. Um, I. <laughs> <laughs> a deep one that kind of worked on multiple levels so uh, uh what matters most to me uh being uh making others happy for f it's not even close it's not even close the the, sh the kick that i get out of making somebody smile the first time that day i can tell they had a bad day i can sense it um the christmas card i got from slow hand where you were at i cried i got a christmas oh. card it said merry christ yes Merry crisis. It's yeah. a meme. It's a yeah. meme. Yeah. yeah. And then it had all of them and they put a little thought into it. And like 10 of them wrote, you brighten our day. I'm, I, I'm so, I'm so happy when you walk in on my shift or I think about, I hope oh. Mike comes in tonight. Like, dude, I lost it. I lost it. I'm losing it. right just thinking about it. Right. Them telling me that I make them feel good and they're like looking forward to a shift when I, cause I hold court, man, at the bar, you should see me. I hold court. I'm, I am the best bar hangout comedian that ever was. It's conversational humor that I do. I don't tell jokes. I don't think I've ever, I wrote one joke once. Mm -hmm. I'll tell it to you, but yeah. I don't like jokes. I like real stuff that's happening and riffing off of, oh, look at that guy. Like just riffing off whatever's happening in the room. I cannot be touched. I am the greatest on the planet at that and a wingman. I'm a great wingman. <laughs> All kind of goes hand in hand. Um, but now making people happy is just what's driven me. That's what's most important. And obviously my son turning out great. It's already kind of happened. And uh, yeah, him, he's going to, he, I don't know if he's going to change the world, but he's going to enjoy life and be awesome. He's a great influence on everybody around him. So those are the big ones. Yeah. So, so, um i mean I, the only other thing i can think of um we should end on like the most sour note ever and just, just mess with people <laughs> there's i actually i realize there's two other things uh there was uh principles in life and art you have any principles in life well and principles art? is always do the right thing always right, the right thing. Uh, we talked i mean we've covered these in different ways but yeah. like don't be a dick do the right thing positive energy um google got used to have that motto somewhere in their building and then they got rid of it don't really? be don't be, don't be evil <sighs> i mean yeah, apparently I heard that. And that's because they became evil. The algorithm. Um, right. No, I just think just do the right thing. Be. I think it all comes around. Good karma. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so many good things have happened to me. Um, some of it's by pushing my way through good work ethic. Just keep going. And some of it's just because I think I give out good energy. And I, I, I really do believe there's something to 
you get what you put out to mm -hmm. the universe for what it's worth. So that's how I pay. Do you have a favorite story or experience from running your nonprofit, like a favorite success story? I've had, so we've only done two fundraising events. One was the Silly Walk, your shirt. The other was uh, Cartoon okay. Madness, which I talked about. The uh, top 32 best cartoon characters of all time. Both of them are rewarding because everybody smiled the whole freaking time. The cartoon one, I didn't know. I've, I loved uh, Saturday morning cartoons growing up. Bugs Bunny, Road Runner, Tom and Jerry. Loved it all growing up. It takes me to a happy place. I still watch it. There's a channel called MeTV. Every Saturday morning for one hour, they show it. I started DVRing them. I, when I'm down, I just watch it. It's just mm -hmm. great. And some of it's so smart. Like, you know, like SpongeBob was smart. South Park's really smart. Bugs Bunny was like World War II shit was going on. Smart, like crazy, like little innuendo that I didn't notice till years ago. So I did this event and I thought I like this, so I'm doing it. I don't care if other people like it sometimes. I just don't care. I want to do it and see if it works. It crushed it. I had more people come up because I walked around to every table and all the tables. We filled all the tables. So one, success of people showing up, success of fundraising worked. And when I walked around and letting people vote on, so I would walk around table to table and okay, your matchup is the four seed versus the five seed. Are you ready? Okay. It's Foghorn Leghorn versus Elmer Fudd, right? <laughs> and they, they start talking. I go, and they, they were like, well, what's the criteria? I go, what is the most impactful for you? Now, I said, there's longevity. It's like the Hall of Fame. There's longevity. You know, you're around the longest. There's groundbreaking. So I let everybody vote and everybody voted. And so then I would announce the winner of that bracket to people. And they'd be like, oh, no way. No way. Daffy Duck's better than a Elmer Fudd, right? People were just gleeful. I had a TV of all old-fashioned cartoons um, running nonstop. And the way people shared anecdotes of their youth, like it was like so much joy around the amount of people that came up to be afterwards. And we had we had gifts of pop rocks, if you know what they are. We had 80s candy, the dots. We had all the 80s candy were given away. Mm -hmm. Everybody, it was so much joy. Not one person left, not one person miserable. And that was ridiculously rewarding. So I've had both of them are successful. Um yeah, I feel like the last, the sixth and seventh event wasn't nonprofit really, but that was, that was fun. Yeah, that was, that that was, was fun. fun. Um, you know, and uh, I felt good about it. I didn't have the time to put into it, designer. But like, those are great things coming out. I've had two or three people I've coached that I've changed their lives for the better. Like one family, um, my the co-founder of the nonprofit, Amy. Hey, Amy, how you doing? Hour seven. I don't know how I'm still going. So six hours and forty-six. Met, met a woman on the beach. <laughs> met a woman on the beach. You're really pushing on that. <laughs> met a woman. You want the seven hours more than anything. I yeah, think you do. Yeah, I, th yeah. I do. What, Google the longest podcast ever. Let's well, just go well, for no. that. We did well. The thing is, the one I did with hours. my friend it was we did for six hours and fifty something minutes. Okay, you rounded up. If we go to seven, you lied. Well. I went to no. It was we cut out some stuff. Oh, okay. And well, we're th cutting I'm out thinking a lot. We're going to cut. Oh, we're going to cut a lot, but I don't care. We went for this long. We'll take a That's screenshot fine. of the time. Hey, hey, if, if it counts to you, that makes it me feel better. Me. Yeah, I got to feed my cat. Yeah. Anyway, so wait, where was I going? Where was I going? Bring me back. Oh, meet a um, woman on the beach. I'll keep the names out with her son. Her and her husband are there, and she could tell they're speaking a different language, speaking German. And Andreas, her, uh, Amy's husband, speaks uh, Greek. He could pick it up on it. They started hitting up a conversation with her. Turns out she's on the beach trying to figure out where she's going to sleep that night with mm -hmm. her 10-year-old son, Eli. 
Um, she left the names out, but anyway, so, and they started hearing, she moved from Denver to South beach to be a personal trainer and a chef, um, for, uh, older guy, fifties or sixties, right? And she's like 32 maybe. And, um, she'd been there a week and this day the guy said, look, uh, he, he hit on her and he, he was, she's living in a mansion on South beach, like a you know, 17 million dollar mansion hit on her and said, well, if you're not going to do that, then, you know, you can't stay here anymore. Like that day. So she didn't know what to do. She went to the beach. Okay. Amy, they meet them. They start hitting it off with them talking and, you know, an hour in. So where do you live? Right. And this comes out. Right. So Amy immediately FaceTimes me right after they separated their ways. They exchanged information. They were going to go have dinner because Amy knew this was going to be our first person that we helped through the nonprofit. She already knew it, but she wanted to bounce it off. She telling me a story. I go, make it happen. Get her out to dinner. Make sure she's a legitimate person, good person. You know, when you get somebody out there, you're going to see her, right? So that happened. Um, she ended up getting an Airbnb that night. And two days later, we had helped her move from South Beach into my place on the other side of Florida and Tampa. Um, Clearwater beach. I have a place and nobody stays there. I go down just to visit and it's my vacation home, right? For me, yeah. palm trees are the best thing for my mind to calm me down. So, um, they moved in, right? They moved in. She's cleaned up the house. We gave them a place to live. The praise heaped upon us was amazing. Right. Then what do you need next? Uh, well, I got to get Eli in school, but, um, you know, we're new to here. Eli's a citizen. Turns out she's not a citizen. So there's a reason why she was doing these kind of jobs, cash and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. She's been in the country seven years, but she's not a citizen. Um, green card. So uh, she can't go legit. So I'm like, I don't care about it. We need to get him in school, right? So they need to use my address. I had to like help, you know, act like they're living there. Got him in a great school. That was awesome, right? And then uh, she needed to work. Got her a great job at a fitness center. Like it's mm -hmm. just that um, – was probably the best or that would, you know, and that's why we kept doing it. So really other than like the fundraising events, we've helped three or four people that would, maybe they would have got there through some other luck or happenstance. But I know that there's three or four people that, uh, I changed their life for the better and we're just starting out. Mm -hmm. So, and I've got about three or four more kind of like Johnny's an easier one. Hey, he's going to look back and say, you know, I might've been a filmmaker without, but he made it easier. He got me from A to Z much faster, yeah. right? That's all I'm looking for. I love that because give him, it's what I didn't have growing up. So anyway, yeah. there you go. Done. End scene. So Mic drop. Fuzzy mic drop. Oh, he's going to, he's going to look no, at the time. No, I was going to go. I mean, it's, we're at six hours and 50 minutes, but who gives a shit? Okay. Let's I, don't, just, I don't give a shit. I mean, do you want to, let's, let's, let's close off with how can people follow or reach you? Oh, very easily. Um, info at togreatlinks.org. We're going to put this in the links. Oh, yeah, I'll put it in the links. Right? I'll put my personal email out there. I got a bunch of them. Um, I like the porn to go to my Yahoo. I like the uh, – <laughs> oh, did I say that out loud? I thought that was my voice. <laughs> Edit out. No, just teasing. Um, but uh, no, uh, let's put it in a thing. But um, one, for anybody who actually got this far in, um, I'd love to help you with your project if you're not a douche. Mm-hmm. It's really my only critique. Like me. Huh? Yeah. Like I like helping non-douchey people. Yeah. I should change my tagline of the nonprofit. I, one but thing... I do some on my own and I do some through the nonprofit. The nonprofit, um, mm -hmm. I always have Amy and the other board members. There's four of us to buy in. We have four life coaches. Some might be better for the situation. Some's like relationship life coach. I'm a happiness coach or just a career coach. Mm -hmm. I like to listen and play back to them what I heard and put them on the right path. That's Jason for me right now. 
um, that I'm helping. He's ADHD and he can't, keeps bouncing job to job, but he can't. And I'm like, I know, you know what you should be doing, graphic design. So let's go for it, right? Yeah, so art is like, I, I like, I, I could not be, I couldn't not, I couldn't be, I couldn't. Oh, it's stuck in my brain. Right. <laughs> I couldn't not be doing art. Is that how? It yeah, sounds? I hope you never have to take a corporate job unless it's yeah. the art department of a corporate I'd job. I throw pick, myself off. I'd the be building. okay if it was Pixar, but I would. You, yeah, yeah, I I don't want that on anybody, um, especially if they have that that art creativity. So we're putting them on a path. He, you know what the problem is? You can't go from a. You can't all of a sudden be a graphic design person on your own without getting a job that teaches you a few things and that sort of thing. So. Mm. He might have to do corporate a little bit, but yeah, I'm so happy that you don't have to, at least for now, right? Go be a goddamn server or go be a whatever in some company because it's not the best. I, I think it's important to have shitty jobs. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. So that you have that experience. It's important to know the um, value of money for sure and not yeah. take it for granted. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful that I, I was able to learn that. Yep. You know? Yep. But um, yeah. Um, so Mike, that's how you reach me. Mike McGowan. Mike McGowan. The most awesome person on the planet. Oh, by the way, now that this I, was I another project, a that seven hour answer to why you're awesome. Oh, it was yeah. the whole it built to this crescendo. Really so I just want to say crescendo. You wanted to add in? No, I was gonna say, um, the one other project that I could use your help on. I want to, you had an announcement by the way. If we, we well, the announcement was, I do want to do this comedy thing where people can send into yeah, us yeah, yeah, their bits and we will, we can do it without a festival, yeah. but let's let's ask people. So maybe I'll put together a little marketing one pager mm -hmm. to go to an email list of some sort. Or say, hey, um, this producer is looking for good comedy content. If you're willing to put yourself out there, upload it to here, right? Mm -hmm. We'll review it. Um, never know where it's going to go. We'll say top prizes, a thousand bucks, something like that. Let's just throw out some incentive to get yeah. people and let's see what happens. I'd love to do that. I'd love to do that. Yeah, for I your... mean, it, it, the thing is, uh, is it, as long as it, the thing with those is you have to have, it, you then have to spend time to review it. Um, and that's that's the thing is that my time and my attention is yeah. is super important to me. Yep. So if no, it, money we, it'd have to be worthwhile. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but yeah, yeah. And and your involvement can be at whatever level. I mean, if, if, any. It, if it was, you like could a, be the conduit. It, it should be like a short. It should be like you should produce a short comedy. Yeah. Like like no scripts. Like we're, we want to see the actual yeah. thing. We want to see you do oh, something with it. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. So when we did so the that, film freeway, upload your. Two to five minute comedy, yeah. Sketch, whatever yeah, two you want to do. Five minutes, perfect. Yeah. yeah, keep it at that. If we like it, right? Yeah, we might help you get it in the festival circuit. We know how to do that, like, or we can help coach you and make it better. Whatever it is, or, yeah, right. So we could come up with categories. Now, I don't expect you to do anything for it, but I wanted this platform that you've got with yeah. forty nine people. You guys listening? Sissing <laughs> <laughs> on, sissing on. <laughs> They're all gone. All 49. <laughs> they were gone seven hours ago. Bro. My mom's even gone. <laughs> She's actually passed. This has been so long. Oh. She's like, <laughs> Mom, come back. I love his mom. I just met her. She's awesome. She's awesome. <laughs> I didn't mean that bad karma. Bad juju. Let's take it back. Um, no, but like you're the platform. I'm throwing it out there. You've got some filmmaker people, but if I put together a one pager, I use this thing called Constant Contact. It's a mailing mm -hmm. distribution list thing that lets you put together a quick thing. I don't know if you've ever seen a MailChimp, all those. Yeah, yeah. But I could put together a nice flyer that you could send out to your people and I send out to my people to say, hey, we're going to have a little a fun contest and we're willing to help you produce something. We're, the winner's going to get a grand. The second winner's going to get a 
a screenwriting review, whatever it is, but send us your thing. I can be the sole reviewer. You can pick some that, you know, and we get a couple of other comedy people, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. I don't, I, my comedy taste is going to be a little different than yours, a little bit different than somebody else's. So, and I, I still am, I'm all for this, right? I want you to write and direct something, a short film, and I'll, I'll produce and, 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 and I'll help with like behind the scenes directing and I'll, I'll, behind, I'll help with, um, like, like shooting it. it. You know what it is? What? My eulogy. Eulogy and my funeral. I'm gonna write it. I'm gonna film it so that people can appreciate me while I'm here. Oh. I want every get the I, book nutshell technique, but I, I mentioned and come up with something based on that. Use that as your framework. I can even send you the checklist. Okay, there's literally yeah. a page on. You know what? You don't even have to read it. Like I'll give you the page with the checklist, and then you start with the catch. Though you you work through it, and okay. you use that checklist. You'll come up with something. Doesn't everybody have the thing about who's going to show up at my funeral? Do you have that thing? I mean, I used who's to. Who's going to be sad? Who's going to be broken I up? I used to think about. Who did I matter to that I didn't know? I had, I had a visualization exercise years ago that, I, that had that, but I, I I don't know. I stopped using it. I guess it just depresses me. I mean, well, no. that, that, not that it, that's important. You want things to depress you, but it's just <laughs> I cut it out because I didn't think it was as impactful as other things that I I mean, I have a visualization exercise yeah. thing that I do. So, and, and by the way, creatively, I take I think all a lot of good ideas are stolen, but I, I try to make them better. So you see Man on the Moon, Andy Kaufman movie. So, uh, uh, Jim Carrey as Andy Kaufman, the comedian, Man on the Moon. No wait a minute uh, it was up for oscars i think i forget and you don't know the uh andy kaufman comedian oh i love oh it was it no i'm thinking charlie kaufman uh ryan's one of ryan's favorite screenwriters um no andy Co- yes you know that's it that's it where he went into lock that's it yeah 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 from uh, no i was getting confused with charlie kaufman okay. made a movie about with jim carrey i didn't okay. no man on moon i saw that i know what you're talking yeah, about i know okay. exactly what you, i love that movie yeah died of cancer but the people think he faked his death i lived through that right the pro wrestling thing where he was in enraging a crowd in the deep south that believed that wrestling was real and he was beating up on women remember he was the intergender champion of the world he would only wrestle women and he would like go at them but it was all a put on and nobody knew it uh he got in a fight with letterman the whole thing so anyway yeah um but in his funeral he had already pre-filmed stuff for people to watch while he's there I'm doing that. Dude, that's great. I'm literally doing that. Like, I want people to know what I Let's thought of them. Right. But no, so. I, I also want to do a short film that that's with, fair enough. Like like to produce with you. Right. Um, you know, I'll volunteer for that. You know, but I, for that. I can it be both of us? Like, so to me, yeah, do you want I want I want you and I to come up with a concept. Yeah, yeah from yeah, the yeah. very beginning that is ours. Yeah. Like we're yeah, Adam I'm, McKay. I'm down for that. Yeah. Adam McKay and Will Ferrell, right? We're the we're the duo. Do you want us to act in it? <laughs> Maybe. If it plays itself out, but like I would rather co-do it because then you're going to be as passionate as I am yeah, about yeah, yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, that's that fair. would be more fun for me versus me do it and you help me with it. We'll, we'll, I'd we'll rather, get together someday come up and with we'll, we'll come up with you it. you got a good comedy mind. I love yeah. your stuff. So. Oh, thank you. And I want to say thank you for having me on here. Yeah. Um, sorry for the we, people that dude, had to put up with us. One minute from the set. Oh, well, we have to keep talking. All right, so takeaways. Let's talk about our takeaways, okay? We talked about a lot of stuff. It's recorded, but I won't remember any of it. But one, we're going to exchange screenplays of some sort yeah, and stuff. I'd love to read your stuff. Um, two, we're going to have a lot of links at the bottom of this, right? I will I listen want, through the whole thing all seven hours. I want people to and... see the Silly Walk sketch that I talked about. Yeah. You have to watch that. I'm and the three-minute thing that. we did. 
The three minute thing is going thunder up buddies. there. Why yeah. are we thunder buddies? We're thunder it was, buddies. It was thunder buddies. It was thundering. It, we, it, was, it was thundering. thundering. Yeah, it was. It was thundering, and, did, and we were. Did we just become best friends? Yeah, you want to do karate in the garage? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. We got thirty. No, I'm not done. Seconds. I'm not done. Yeah, okay. I could riff like this Dude, all day long. We do have. Are you running out nine, of battery? Nine minutes on the the on, on the battery. On the, on the on the memory card. That's turning for, for out my perfect. Camera. That's turning out perfect. Dude, so wow. wait, so wait, so wait, so. I thought this Wait, would be like a we got to figure podcast. out our takeaways. Yeah. What else do we have to do to follow up? So I want to work the the idea. Of I'll the be sending you comedy, my my script uh, eventually. Comedy um, film festival. I want to play it. What could that look like? Okay. So I'm going to do the research, see if there is one. Mm -hmm. But I think the idea of bringing in content and helping others and this being the platform to get the word out, you can be involved or not. But you've got a platform here that I can use and say, hey, we're going to do like a quick 30 second little infomercial. Send it out to all our people. Here's the prizes. Go with it. I'd love to do that. Um, and then uh, I'd love to send you my commercial. One minute commercial. See what you think of it. Go for it. Yeah. You ever do any commercial work? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd love to do more. Um, this is a funny one. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, I would give you the pitch, but we're already over seven hours. But um, actually, mm -hmm. no, I'm going to give you the pitch. Go we're going to go seven hours and we two have... minutes. Yeah, we have eight minutes left. Or let's go. I'm outlasting the memory card. That's a, how good am I? <laughs> Better than memory card good. Yeah, okay. my, my my camera will just cut off and it'll just be you. So so steady cam one shot is what we're doing. This is an homage to. Oh, I love that. I love to use my steady cam. So homage to Scorsese. Okay, and um, I have the tilt to float. It's basically an airy, mini airy trinity. You know what that is? No, that's what that's the new thing. It's a combination of gimbal and steady cam. It's okay. it's it's like a five axis instead of like a. I don't know what a steady cam is, but this is five axis, meaning it's fucking fluid as fuck. Okay, okay so you're so gonna is, love it. So is it we'll made? It, it'll. Did what? we ever talk about the inventor of the steady cam? Dude, I've actually been doing. I've been working on a patent, and I've been doing the patent myself. Like I'm just learning how yeah. to do that, yeah. and I've been researching how to like how how do I like I've been researching. I've been doing a patent search myself, and I came across like a lot of patents that are basically mm. early Steadicams. Yeah. Okay. It's crazy. I don't know who was the original inventor though. His name's Garrett Brown. He's yeah. a good friend of my dad, and graduated high Get school together. Get the fuck out, really? high school. Wow. So when they go to reunions. They leave everybody out and they go hang out, right? So Adam's a worshiper of Garrett Brown. He lives locally. He's very local. Yeah, it was Garrett. Yeah, Brown, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, did so, they even get to meet him? Well, no, he has met him. But I've I've been waiting to cash in the card of like, let's go hang out with Garrett Brown and have a drink and talk steady cam. So I'd love you to do that with me. That would be fun if I could pull yeah, that off. I think he would great. get a kick. Now that I'm in the business, I think he'd get a kick at it. But okay, the commercial. How many minutes? Okay, go. Ready? Say so, me outside liquid alchemy. This is a mead and cider place. It's very unique. They make their own cider and mead. Mead is a honey wine. Very different. There's a coffee flavor. There's blueberry, all this stuff. It's me outside saying, you got the steady cam. I got the microphone tied to me or whatever and said, hey, I want to show you my place. Look around me. It's my favorite place. I'm a super fan. Let me show you why. Follow me. I walk in, come to the first table. They're all got drinks there. I go, oh, what do you got there? What mead is that? Oh, it's the Calabunga. What do you think? Guy says, doesn't suck. <laughs> okay, go to the next table. Uh, what's that, a cider? Which one's that? Red, white, and blueberry? Uh, what do you think of it? Doesn't suck. Next table, go around four or five tables of different things. Everybody says it doesn't suck, okay? Then go to the last guy, Harley guy. I already have him cast, 6'8", 380, right? I go up to him. I go, oh, I see you have the meat ice cream. What do you think of that? He goes, it's lovely, right? Totally <laughs> breaks character, right? Says it's lovely, deep voice. And then, so now you know why I love liquid alchemy. Come to the community. And then- pan to the behind the scenes, all the people that work there behind the bar, it doesn't suck. <laughs> or 
It's lovely. I haven't figured out the last one. Let's do it. Going with this. Wait, did you film it? No, no. I wrote it. The script is done, and uh, Adam actually went with me to look at lighting. So this is where I knew it might not work out with Adam because it's like the Ryan thing. He's going too far with it. You know what I suggest? He's going too far with it. You know what I love about this thing? We can put. We can literally have it be held like a boom pole, and I have a battery pack that you can plug this Uh fucking thing into. We can walk around with a china ball lighting the place. Here's the thing. The grittier, the better. It's going to look raw and real. Yeah. If it even does, like, I well, want that's to have- how that's how uh, there's a David, David, uh, some David or Russell. That's how he films a lot of his like American, uh, American, was it American heist or something like that? Okay. Something like that. But um, I decided that we're outlasting that. So we're going to let it go and it's just going to go static like poltergeist. What do we got? Well, you can't tell really. I would, I would hit, I hit stop on mine just so that, um, just in case it doesn't I kind of want the end of our thing, the close of it. We're just still rambling and it just goes to static like poltergeist. That's a classic hit, ending. Hit, hit stop on mine. Just Where so is it? just uh the so the the can't you know the shutter button? You see this button right here? No, no, uh your side. There's a red button. Over here. No, no, under the battery. Oh got it. Yeah. Hit it? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So that's saved. Um, but yeah, like uh so, so we're still so, on you. We so, still got you. So he... He was overdoing it. He brought his thing, his phone and his iPad, and he's doing all this stuff. And we got to do it at eight in the morning. I'm like, I can't get 30 extras here at eight in the morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. When they're close. So I, I could tell he's an artist. He's like Adam. He's a really good cinematographer. No, he's, yeah, he's fucking phenomenal. I, I just I, need I a one minute stupid yeah. commercial where people say it doesn't suck. Let's not overdo it. You know what I mean? Like to me. I mean, yeah, it's you need somebody who's like an 80-20 person. Yes, um, yes. That's what I need. Yeah. Neither one of those guys is 80-20 people. <laughs> They're artists. They really are. You are too, but yeah. you've also realized that there's a diminishing returns. Yeah. And you're yeah. not willing to compromise all that extra time. So anyway, I'd love you to do it. Um, yeah, well, let's look into it. It's a paying gig. Guarantee. No exceptions. And you're going to love these people. You're going to love this place. Oh, I guarantee it will. This place has the best energy. The owners are friends of mine now. They let me do the cartoon and the silly world. They are great people. When you walk in, there's Star Wars shit everywhere. There's Game of Thrones. They had a Game of Thrones. They used to watch it. Everybody mm-hmm. would come and they made drinks for Game of Thrones. It's the most eclectic place ever. It's awesome. Yeah, it sounds, um, sounds like it's and they do non alcoholic as well. So there you go. Oh, Boom. Cool. Anyway, all right. So yeah, that's all I got, man. Mike yeah, no, I'm done. Thank um, you, man. I appreciate but dude, it. Thank you so much, Mike awesome. McGowan, for that coming was awesome. on the fucking podcast. Thank you, Thomas dude, Prophet, was... two F's, two T's. This is why he's awesome. All right. All right, man. And that's and a wrap. Right. Take 16. That's a wrap. <laughs> Take 1A, B, and C. All right. Oh, thanks, Make man. Sure that was so safe. fun.